Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It is going to be a fantastic night tonight. I'm really glad that you're all joining me here. We have some things to go over real quick before we get started. I want to remind you that next week, October 31st, Halloween night, we will be doing a special Halloween episode of the Speakeasy Cafe, so get those spooky poems written. We never really have a theme, and you can read anything you want, anytime you want. But on holidays and stuff like that, we try to, you know, we try to throw a little bit of that in there, an incentive in there. So uh, if you... You can bring a Halloween poem or a spooky poem and read that, a dark poem, dark, dark poetry, um, and bring a regular poem, and you can read it. So you can do those, too, um, when you come on. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Special Halloween show, October 31st. The next thing I want to remind you of is that November 21st is going to be our 13th year anniversary show, and I'm very, very excited about that. Um I just I can't believe that after all these years we're still here doing this together. So I want you to really kind of think of, you know, no matter if you've been here with us since the beginning of the show, and we do have people who call in every single week and still call in from on the show that were here on the very first show. I mean, that's just crazy when you think about it. I've been coming here and reading for 13 years. Um, you know, it doesn't matter whether you are – you know, part of the foundation of the community or whether you are a brand new glistening window that we get to look through. Uh, I want you to kind of think about what the community here, what the poets here, what the cafe, I want you to think about what all that means to you. And I would love to have, you know, think about somebody who maybe read a poem and inspired you or something about this show that inspired you and what happened, you know, so you can, you know, just write it down in a little, you know, just as a statement or you can write a poem about it or, you know, just, you know, whatever you want to do and share that with us on the show when you come on and kind of let everybody know. I mean, it's so we go through our lives and every single day and it's just things are crazy and mean and we're bitching and moaning. and Very seldom do we ever stop and take the time to exhale some kindness you know, tell somebody something they did. Let them know, you know, something good. You know, so I really want us to think about us as a community in the as a whole. And, you know, when you come on for the anniversary show, you know, share some stories with us about what this community has been for you and the people in this community. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited, you guys. I can't even tell you. You know, I was thinking about it today because I've got a book that I've been writing and working on called Devouring Stars uh, for a long time now. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, you know, my all my running around that I do in the summer and my, my fossil digs and dinosaur bone hunting and all the adventures that I go on and digging in gold mines, all this crazy stuff that I do, it all comes to a close in Oregon in the winter because in the winter – 
you know, if it was snowing, I'd be good. But we just get nothing and nothing but months and months of rain here. And it's like walking inside of an oyster's mouth. It's just squishy. Oregon is so squishy. Um, so winters usually will slow down for me. And that's when I can really sit and work on projects. And, you know, I can't be – the front door isn't beckoning my wanderlust like it normally does when it's nice outside. So, you know, you curl up in the winter time and, and work on things. I want you to kind of think about – how the seasons affect your writing, you know, and maybe it's the same for you. When when winter comes, it's a more creative time for you because, you know, you're you're a bit cloistered in by the weather. And uh, think about how you can use that time, what you can do in that time. You know, maybe think, you know, before the end of the year, I'm going to do this, you know, and, and because we get to slow down now. So kind of think about that. It also made me think about the holidays that are coming up. And I wanted to kind of throw this out there because, you know, one, you, you walk into the women's bathroom, okay, and you're, okay, unless you're a guy and then just a completely different scenario here. But, you know, it's for me, I walk into a women's, bath, women's bathroom, and I'm standing there and I'm brushing my hair, and a lady comes in and stands beside me. You know, and I'll look over at her and say, I absolutely love that color of yellow on you. It looks really, really pretty. Or, hey, who did your hair? You look fantastic. Or that is an awesome dress or something like that. You know, I'm standing there anyway. It takes two seconds to say that, to share something with somebody. And their whole face changes and their whole day will change. How they interact with their day changes. So I want you to really think about in this season of holidays, thinking, start thinking about others. You know, I still know so many people that have seasonal depression or, you know, are disabled and doesn't, they don't get to get out much. Or, you know, like I have a, a really old lady that lives next door to me and her husband is even older than that. And he has dementia and, you know, she's taking care of him all by herself. How, you know, that I just, I can't imagine what every day is like for her being all alone. And, you know, so I want us to think about people like that. And I want to either sit down and write or go out and search for inspirational type poetry and grab yourself some stationery or paper or whatever. And I want you to hand write out some poems and throw them, throw them in some envelopes. Okay. Start doing that now. So you'll have, you know, a handful of them by Thanksgiving and Hanukkah and Christmas and New Year's. You know, those times of year when if you don't have someone with you, it can be kind of hard. And just carry them with you. You know, and you walk up to somebody and smile and say, Happy Thanksgiving. And you hand them, you know, this this handwritten poem that's just beautiful and inspiring and uplifting. And, you know, human contact. You know, something special. And and that may kind of seem kind of sappy to you guys and, and kind of dumb, but things like that, I don't know. I think they're important. You know, I've got this whole basket of stuff. I've got stuff that I've been canning all summer long. I've got some jalapeno jelly and some uh, red wine jelly, some apple butter and stuff like that. And I'm putting together a basket, and I've got a poem that I'm going to be putting over on the neighbor lady's porch. You know, just something for her, you know. So 
think about that. I know that may seem kind of corny, but if you start doing, you know, something like that, by the time the holidays get here, you know, you can really change someone. You can change someone's whole season. You know, just one little act of kindness. It takes no effort at all. So kind of think about that. You know, I think that's important. All right. So at the beginning of every show, um, we go over some exercises and some announcements. Um, we're going to do that now, but before we do, I want to give you our number to call in. If you'd like to call in and read tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Alrighty. So if you are interested in putting together a writing workshop with us, you can probably the easiest thing would do to do would be to uh, shoot me a message on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me a message and let me know what you'd like to have put together. Uh, you don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do this. The whole concept is, is we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. So let me know what you'd like to put together. It can be, you know, your, you can do a workshop where we actually go step-by-step formula, and at the end we have all written a poem together. It can be, you know, talking about your favorite poet, your favorite era, your favorite genre, your favorite, um, you know, uh, uh, whatever it is you want to put together. And we will be able to do that. We Now, okay, I've lost where I was, but I'm back. <laughs> These can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long, however however long you need. You can pre-record these, meaning that if you wanted to sit at home on your computer with your headset and, you know, go through, record your whole workshop, edit it however you want to do, and then send me the MP3 file. That would be awesome so you could pre-record these. We can do a combination of both where you pre-record part of it. We play that, and as soon as that's over, we come on live and we're able to talk to callers. Or we can do the whole thing live, depending on what you want to have, what you need to do for your workshop. The next thing is is that I want to thank our sponsors. And I think I went through all my emails it took forever. I still have over 3,000 unread emails in my thing, guys. It's crazy. I can't even tell you. So that's why things get lost very quickly because I have so many emails coming into that. So, but I went through all the emails and I think I have a full list of our sponsors. And I really, it's really important for me that I name their names. And I'm really upset that the website uh, took that information down so I didn't have it to share with you for part of the share. But I want to thank everybody who helped sponsor the show and helped cover the fee for our 2019 licensing. And those are this is James Wensapian, Sean Gullickson, Rosin Prentice, John Case, Paula Sweet, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Mangus Khan, Ronald P. Bremner, Terry Galloway, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Uma Pochapalli, Christy Doherty, and Julia Vargas, and Michael Engseth. And that is our sponsors. It was really cool. You know, usually we've had, uh, there's been a couple of people who've helped with the show um, over the last couple of years. But this year we did a, um, a whatever they're called, not a, a fund me, something like that. But where people, anybody could donate. We did a little event. And, you know, it was really cool to have all these people step up to the plate. Four of them are just listeners, not just listeners, but four of them are only listeners. So they aren't even people calling and read. A couple of them haven't read on the show in, in uh, years, you know. So I just want to thank everybody. You know, it's, it's like Gary and Noreen. You know, Noreen 
did this right during a time that she was going through the loss of her husband, you know, and she still, you know, with everything she was dealing with, she jumped up here. I thought that was really cool. And all of you that helped and stepped up had a story. So I just want to let you know on behalf of the community how much we appreciate you uh, doing that. Um, we're coming to the towards the end of our year, so we'll be doing this again uh, right after the first of the year. Uh, so if you guys want to think, you know, kind of plant that seed in the back of your head if you want to, if you think, want, like to think about sponsoring the show. Um, but I just want to tell everyone on behalf of all of us, thank you for helping us do that. We appreciate you more than you know. I mean, it's a really big deal. All right, next. I always give out at the beginning of every show, I give out a writing prompt and exercises and some things like that. So I'm going to do that. If you're ever sitting there and you get stuck in a place and you don't know what to write and you're just going, oh, well, I want to write, but I don't know what to do, you can go to our archives and you can pull up any of the shows and within the first 10 minutes we will have um, hang on I'm, I'm getting a post from the uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to multitask because I'm getting a message from the, um, the text here real quick I want to make sure everything's running smoothly but yeah. All right. So I always give out writing exercise or something along those lines. What we are going to start out with tonight is okay. I got it. All right. I got them texted. We're good. Everything's fine. Whew. All right. So we're going to start out with your uh, your writing things. Your journal assignment. Now a journal assignment. You're supposed to have an actual journal or a three-ring binder or something, pen and paper. I want you writing with pen and paper for your journal assignment. You know, we're always sitting in front of our backlit world that we don't actually sit down with pen and paper as much as we used to. And I think that it's really important to do that. In fact, I know that it's really important to do that because your brain thinks differently when you're writing with a pen. Your brain can only move as fast as your hand. It slows down. It thinks differently. It's It's a connection between brain and hand and and you know so you can do the other ones on the computer if you want but your journal assignments I really actually want you to have a journal and that's just my preference and I hope that you do that so for your journal assignment this week we are going to be doing uh, a free writing I've been giving out free writing catalysts you know I think it's really important to to do your free writing, but most of the time I hear people tell me, I don't know what to write about. Well, that's the whole point of free writing is you don't need anything to write about. You just pick up the pen and you write. But since that's the excuse I hear most of the time, I'm going to take that away. And so what we've been doing is working on free writing catalysts, things that are thought provokers, an idea starter, you know, the gas for your pen, so to speak. Um, so at the top of your journal page, I want you to write this sentence, don't feed the animals. Don't feed the animals. Write that on the top of your page, first line, and then just go off and running. I want you to just start writing, right? Whatever comes to mind, follow your stream of thought and, you know, try real hard not to overthink what you're writing. And you want to write for at least 10 minutes. And it doesn't matter if by the end you're writing down a list of all your grade school teachers. Okay, the key is just to keep writing, to let it go, follow your thoughts, and done. There's so many reasons that this is so important. 
You know, you're doing something by doing that every single day. You're keeping that, you're keeping fuel going into that creative side of your brain. You know, you have to keep that going. You have to feed it or it dries up. So yeah, free writing. And as far as I'm concerned, it's uh, this daily practice is like, in my opinion, one of the single most important things you can do as a writer. If you plan on, you know, honing your skills, becoming a better writer, growing as a writer. So yeah, important. So that's your journal assignment. Top of the page, don't feed the animals and just start free writing. Take that thought wherever it goes for about 10 minutes. The next one is your writing exercise. Now, a writing exercise is not meant to produce a poem or any great works of writing. It's, it is what it sounds like, exercising, you're pumping your muscles, you're stepping outside of your comfort zones, you're getting sweaty with your muses. So this is just something that you do as a tool to help provoke yourself out of the box that you normally write in. You know, the, the farther you expand yourself, the more you're going to be able to bring to the table when you're trying to write. So what I want you to do is this, this writing exercise is called answer three questions. Okay, so if you're writing this down, the exercise is called answer three questions. And this, again, is something that plays on stream of thought. But it really pushes you to follow the emotion or help build a plot. Um, it helps clearly identify the subject you're going to be writing about, this exercise does. And what it does is, by doing this, these three questions, I'll get into, let me get into that in a minute. But, yeah, let me get back to that in a second. Let me put this up here. I think I wrote those in the wrong order. Um, okay, so three questions. Now, you can either write these three questions yourself, or you can email a friend real quick and say, hey, I need you to write down three questions for me. And whether you write them or someone else does, they need to be three related questions. So, you know, you'd email and say, hey, I have this prompt I'm working on. I need you to send me three questions uh, all relating to each other. For example, you could do one uh, example would be uh, who is holding the envelope? What does the envelope look like? What's inside? Those are my three questions. So you would have to, you'd write that, who is holding the envelope, and you just start writing down. Who's holding it? Who is it? Just start writing as fast as you can. Whatever comes to your head, just flow with it. And then the next one, what does the envelope look like? And then what's inside? Um, another example, uh, who is the girl? Why is she barefoot? What is she running towards? Or who is haunting the house? Why are they there? And what needs to happen for them to find peace? That's kind of a prompt maybe for, for uh, next week's show. You can use mine. Those are the three examples I wrote to give you tonight. Um, so you can use those for your three questions if you want. Or you can email a friend asking to send you three questions. Or you could just think of them yourself. I think it's more fun when somebody else gives them to you. Because then you're... As you're trying to write your own questions, you kind of overthink it. You just you can't help it. It's just our way our brains work. So yeah, I want you to answer them as quickly as you can with whatever ideas pop in your uh, in your mind. Write as much as or little as you want on each one, but just allow the words to flow without, like I said, without thinking too much of what you're writing. And this is really important. It's kind of like an outline. 
if you get in the habit of doing this, your brain will start moving in that direction naturally. And I see people a lot of times really overthink what they're writing, and they don't get out what really should be getting out. And so by doing this method, um, whether you're talking about a person or, you know, it can, it can be three questions about anything. But it helps keep you on track when you're writing and keeps your message pure and clean and uncluttered. And once you have this, you can take what you've written and see how you can edit it. Once it's down on paper, it doesn't matter. And it's like someone says, I've got to talk to you, but I don't know how to say it. And it's like, just spit it out on the table. We'll sort it out later. That's what you need to do. You just need to spit out your writing on the paper and sort it out later. You know, and so once you get that done with your three questions, I want you to start looking through it and see if there's a way you can put together the sentences or the ideas or cut it apart a little and see if you can turn that into, uh, you know, what, what do you, how do you get editors or uh, what can you supplement, rearrange it, whatever it is. Just take what you've written and try to write a poem or a, or a prose or even a short story if you want. I like writing short stories, so, you know, it's not just all, you know, Something doesn't always have to be a poem. But play with that. Kind of play with that format of thought and uh, see where it takes you. That will be a lot of fun. So that's your writing exercise. The next thing I'm going to give you is your poetry prompt. Now, unlike an exercise, the prompt is actually intended to create a finished poem. So your poetry prompt, the prompt can be either the title of the poem. It can be a line in the poem. It can be the concept of the poem or a play on word on the poem, or the for the poem, uh, however you want to, however it inspires what you write, it just needs to inspire what you write. Um, so the prompt that I'm going to give you this week is edge of her domain, edge of her domain. So that can be the title to your poem, a line in your poem, or the concept of your poem, edge of her domain. The last one I'm going to give you is called That's My Line, and this is a line from a poem that was read on the show last week from one of you poets that called in. So those of you who are calling in tonight, you'll want to listen next week because maybe it's your line that I will steal from your poem and use as a prompt for everybody. So I look for, uh, I, I look for things that really stand out that I like, and, and uh, so it's a lot of fun. Who will be next? I guess you won't know until next week. <laughs> So this week, the line that I stole last week from Shelley Gambino is, one sip of the cup is the line. So yeah, that's my line prompt is, one sip of the cup. One sip of the cup. And that came from a poem read by Shelley Gambino. All right, so that's it for the announcements and all my rambling. <laughs> what I want to do now is we always start and end every episode with a audio track. So if you are a recording artist and you would like to have your poem played on the show, you can send those to me to the, the word that is in the title, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Okay. And... Put in the subject line, MP3, audio track, something like that, so I can see it amongst all the emails I get, and we can get that uploaded to the show's library and get it played for you. 
So the piece that I'm going to start the show with, and I may end up having to change this because I, I'm not sure if the track is working correctly. So the, the piece that I want to play is by Sabrina Bedman, and it's called The Truth Has Three Sides. So let's see if this is going to work. The Truth Has Three Sides. I drink my coffee black every morning. I like how looking at you makes me feel. Twice I asked to kiss you. The second time there was a lump in my throat. I like to believe it was a metaphor. A plain tumor is all it was. I have woken up, looked in the mirror and thought, okay, I look good today. If I am late, it is because I don't know how to plan time. Cut to me blushing, laughing. Of course, we were no full moon. In my poems, you are the dream of you. The falling stars are just glitter, just thousands of tiny LED lights poured down from the sky. That July was a fire that minded its own business. The following June was just 30 days the moon was a strawberry. It wasn't the drugs. The shadows on the ceiling weren't dancing again. I was walking backwards when I met you. You are not the first boy who I wrote into existence or loved. That thought unties my shoelaces. Once we were a crescent moon, weightless as a smile. I love you. Still, I'm not sorry I don't want to write about you anymore. So let's see how long we can go without talking. This time, if we really try, maybe I will forget your birthday. I miss you, but I don't wish you were here. Two. Thanks for clapping. Two. You don't like coffee. You like what it does to your body. You like the way coffee makes your body feel, so you take your cream and sugar with coffee. I'm not sure why you kissed me back the first time. I suspect you liked what it did to your body. You liked the way my kiss made your body feel. Once, I let you wrap your palms around my neck to feel the tumor ride my throat like an elevator. You wear sweatshorts, and I still want to fuck you. Once. <laughs> You gave me a bouquet of pink roses, or was it a fury of your puckered lips when your elbow found mine in that crowd after a year of our mouths not speaking? I was not happy to see you. I was relieved. Once, you said a person is either a peacekeeper or a pot stirrer. Think about that for a second. We both knew which I am. I bet you think you're a peacekeeper. I bet you think magicians don't exist. You are the first dizzy wind spell to trip my tornado. Once you smiled in my direction and balloon on the loose, there I went so high, I forgot which came first, you or the dream of you. You told me once after work you took the bus all the way west to watch the sunset only to miss it. You said you were so glad you made it to me on time. If you came back, I would not ask why. You may say none of this ever happened. And three. Sorry. All my markers are falling out. All right. This is the mishmash part. <laughs> I drink my coffee black, but you don't like coffee. You like what it does to your body. You like the way coffee makes your body feel, so you take your cream and sugar with coffee every morning. This is not about you. I just like how looking at you makes me feel. Twice I asked to kiss you. 
the second time how you said, I just don't think I can give you what you want, really not sure then why you kissed me back the first time. I suspect you liked what it did to your body. You liked the way my kiss made your body feel once there was a lump in my throat. I like to believe it was a metaphor for every feeling I have ever swallowed. A plain tumor is really all it was. See how this is my story. I have woken up, looked in the mirror, and thought, damn, I look good today, and you wear sweatshorts in public, and I still want to fuck you. Once you gave me a bouquet of pink roses, or was it a fury of your puckered lips? If I am late, it is because I was too anxious to leave. I don't know how to plan time, so when your elbow found mine in that crowd after a year of our mouths not speaking, I was not happy to see you. I was mad that I was relieved. Cut to me blushing, laughing, of course, weren't you dancing beside me? But we were no full moon. Once you said a person was either a peacekeeper or a pot stirrer, and we both knew which I am, and I bet you still think you're a peacekeeper. In my poems, you are the dream of you. Maybe is this alternate universe where the falling stars were just glitter. Just thousands of tiny LED lights poured down from the sky. That July was a fire, but it minded its own business. And the following June was just 30 days the moon was a strawberry. It might have been the drugs. But the shadows on the ceiling were not dancing again. I was walking backwards when I met you. I made all of this magic, and I bet you think magicians don't exist. Well, you are not the first boy who I wrote into existence or loved. You are just the first dizzy windspell to trip my tornado, that time you smiled in my direction. And balloon on the loose, there I went so high, I forgot which came first, you or the dream of you. And it's that thought that unties my shoelaces. Because once we were a crescent moon, weightless as a smile, and I love you, still, I'm not sorry. I just can't write about you anymore. So let's see how long we can go without talking. This time, I will really try to forget your birthday. Maybe. If you came back, I would not ask why I miss you. But I don't wish you were here. And you may say none of this ever happened. But all of the details sure fit. So abracadabra, thank you. Cool. I absolutely love that piece. And you can listen to that on YouTube. Uh, the truth has three sides. And one of the things that I would really think would be a good idea to go back and listen to that piece a couple of times and really pay attention to, you know, I always talk about how important punctuation is in poetry because it is the roadmap to the reader to tell them when to pause when to draw breath when something should be a you know exciting and or trail off you know you can you can it's a way you it's like conducting music punctuation is your conductor for your poetry and i love how throughout that entire piece she uses repetitive sentences but you know or a couple of them running together but where she puts the punctuation totally changes the meaning it, it's absolutely a brilliant piece of work. I love this piece. I think it 
that it really merits some some listening to um, because it's it's a really cool cool and clever play that makes that piece really unique for me to listen to. All right, so guys, what to do next? If you are on hold, now let me give you the number first. If you'd like to call in tonight and read your poems, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All right, if you'd like to call in and read. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as our, looks like our Prince from the Appalachians is our first caller tonight. Then, uh, so we have 540-731 and 989. So those are our first three callers, just so you know. Um, But we do take callers in the order that you call in. When you hear your telephone area code, Make sure that when I bring you on, you're inter- you introduce yourself, say, hi, this is me, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you want to make sure that people know who's reading, that your name is attached to your work, and they don't keep pinging me saying, who is this, and you've got 100% on it, undevoted attention. Um, so, yeah, introduce yourself. Very, very important. The next thing is that when you come on right now with the phone lines, uh, you can go ahead and read two pieces. If something happens and the lines get too full tonight, we may need to change that, change that back to reading just one, but right now you're good reading two. When you're done reading, make sure that you have your URL ready so that people can come and find you, get to know you and your work better before you come back here and read next week. And then remember that we do have a mature rating, which means you're going to hear just about anything on the show, with the exception of adult pornography, poetry, you know, no, no, you know, bumping body parts, no tab A and a slot B, you know, no hardcore erotica. Other than that, you're good to go. Alrighty. With that said, let's go ahead and bring on our first caller, 540. You're on the air. Hey, it's Phil Church down in uh, Virginia in the Appalachian Mountains. How are you? My prince of the Appalachians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> How are you, you doing, sweetheart? Huh? How are you doing? Oh, I'm fair to Midland. Uh, doing pretty good. How about yourself? Fine as frog's hair? <laughs> Fine as frog's fur. Well, there you go. So you're catching oh, on. Dang it. See, I'm really trying hard to learn how to speak Appalachian. And please, I, need, I need more practice, but I'm trying, baby. <laughs> Frog spur. Okay, okay. Frog spur. Frog well, spur. Uh, ain't nothing finer than that, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, <clears throat> I, uh, I'm going to read a couple of villanelles <clears throat> tonight. And um, a villanelle is a 19-line poem that's built out of five. Hey, Philip, Philip, before you keep going, is there something pounding or banging? Uh, Not around me. Okay. It sounded like a chicken clucking, you know, seriously. (laughs) But I, I don't hear it now, so I think you're okay. That might be my chicken. <laughs> no. 
uh, all I got, believe me, all, I'm a cat person. I got uh, uh, I got some indoor cats. That's about it. But, uh, yeah, I was going to read a couple of Villanelles. And uh, a Villanelle is a 19-line poem, and it's, it's, it's made of five tercets or three-line stanzas and uh, an ending quatrain or four-line stanza. But the, the thing about a Villanelle is that the very first line and the third line of that first three-line stanza, they get repeated throughout. Or what they call, you know, refrained. So that's what I love about a villanelle is that it has almost like this echoing quality to it that I, I think just makes it one of the most beautiful forms. So um, the first one I'm going to read, this is um, actually my first villanelle I ever wrote. And it's uh, it's an Appalachian villanelle. And uh, it's called uh, Appalachian Autumn by Night. By night, whispering winds blow through these hills as sun, defrocked of light, fades neath ridge lines, bearing haunting cries of the whippoorwills. As winter frost approaches near and kills, autumn's harvest afield still flushing vines. By night, whispering winds blow through these hills. It bids the fare thee well to summer's thrills. Behind it leaves only evergreen pines, bearing haunting cries of the whippoorwills. The ringed full moon above shows forth the signs of winter. Dark as coal is from the mines. By night, whispering winds blow through these hills. Mountain stock give the back to wind-borne chills. As high above, lonesome moonlight still shines, bearing haunting cries of the whippoorwills. The frost gathers upon the window sills as hearts for hearth and fire and dawn just pines. By night, whispering winds blow through these hills, bearing haunting cries of the whippoorwills. In Villanelle. That you did fantastic on that. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> you are welcome, Ellen. That, that now, was... go ahead. I, I think that's one of my, my. It's one of my personal favorites. It, uh, it still, a... it, yeah, it still evokes a lot of imagery for me when I, whenever I recite it or read it. I think, you know, that that really, because I was going to say, it really sounded like to me that you had fun writing that, that, you know, there was, there was, I could feel the connection, your, your emotional connection to the words when you were reading that. And so, uh, (laughs) yeah, I could, I could tell, you know, and that, now that you tell me it's one of your favorites, then it's, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, I love, you know, I love where I live and where I, grew up down here so but now i'm going to switch gears because we're getting close to halloween and i said i wonder if you do kind of oh i'm sorry and so i have to pull out the the performance artist in me here a little bit this is uh 
uh, a villanelle of madness titled Psychotic Break. Unbalanced thoughts cause psychotic breaking to fight a war of mind. That's seldom won. One touches madness, sweetest chill-taking. Like thoughts across a slate blackboard scraping, scraping and screeching till thoughts become undone. Unbalanced thoughts cause psychotic breaking. All the delusions formed in the making, rest disappears. Of peacefulness, there's none. One touches madness, sweetest chills taking, ably speaking in riddles with a pun, crying through strained madness into the sun. Unbalanced thoughts cause psychotic breaking. Avoid violence, incessant shaking. You can forget living a life for fun. One touches madness, sweetest chills taking, too real and mad descent. Is no faking. The die is cast. The trip has just begun. Unbalanced thoughts cause psychotic breaking. One touches madness. Sweetest chills taking. In Villanelle. Wow. You know, I don't. I don't know if you even understand what a huge fan of yours I am. Oh. <laughs> Well, thank you. I mean, seriously, that was awesome. I'm obviously a big fan of of yours and Speakeasy Cafe. Uh, I look forward to it every week. (laughs) We look forward to you. And, uh, yeah, that one was kind of spooky. (laughs) Probably. Thank you. I think next week, uh, if all goes well and I'm I'm able to come on, um, we're going to probably revisit the Wood Boogers. Or maybe even uh, the cowboy zombies from outer space. We'll see how it goes. There's a show, a movie that I watched on TV called The Sin Eater. Have you ever seen it? The Sin Eater. No, but I know know what a Sin Eater is or used to be back in medieval times. That and uh, there was a, it's a true story about a group of people who came and lived in the Appalachia Mountains back in like early, early, early pioneer days, like the first settlers days. And I thought yeah. I was, when I watched that, I was thinking, oh, I got so thrilled about that. So you can watch it. It's really cool because I know how you are about your mountain legends and lore. Oh, we got a lot of them. You know, the Appalachian mountain range is the oldest uh, range, I'm pretty sure, in the world. And mm-hmm. the, uh, the new, which is, uh, I I used to live just right about two miles from the New River. I'm a, I'm I'm in Blacksburg proper now, more so. I'm about oh, 15 miles from the the New River. But the New River is either the oldest or the second oldest uh, river uh, on the face of the earth. The, the Nile supposedly may be older, but there there's always been a controversy about that. But it's um, the only um, the only river I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm I'm right about this in this hemisphere or at least in North America that flows north. So, uh, but yeah, a uh, lot of, lot of, lot of interesting things down here in the Appalachian and the hills, as we call them. So, um, 
y'all can find me uh, on Facebook, of course, Philip Church. You know, shoot me a friend request. And I'm going to plug uh, my, one of my poetry books. It's my collected works uh, uh, up until, I think, uh, from 2012 to 2015. I, I'm, I'm not sure about that. But you can find it on um, Amazon, and the, the title is Poet, Prophet, Outlaw, Sage. And it's the collected works of Philip Kent Church. And uh, so with that, I'll get off of here, give someone else a shot at it, and hopefully I'll be back next week. <laughs> Fantastic job tonight, honey. Thank you. I'll thank you. All right, Philip. Right, bye-bye, honey. Bye-bye. It's really been fun having him come on. He's been reading for you know, what, what, three, four weeks now, three weeks now, been reading uh, one of his poems. It's been spooky to help lead up to Halloween. Remember that we are having a special Halloween show next Thursday on Halloween night. So if you're stuck at home giving out candy to the kitties, call in. It's okay if the doorbell rings while you're reading. We'll just talk to the kids and get back to you reading. So, yeah, if you're, just, if you're stuck at home, come join us. Our next caller, I'm going to go ahead and give the three next three callers so you kind of have a heads up again. We have 731-989 and 718. Those are our next callers. I do want to let area code 407 know that you are not in the lineup. So if you want to come on the show, press 1. That will put you in the lineup. That will let me know that you want to be unmuted and brought on the air. Otherwise, if you're here just listening, I'm glad I see you. There we go. Gotcha. All right. Next caller comes from area code 731. Are you with me? Hello, Mal. I'm Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. Hey, Michael. How are you? I'm doing fine. Did I hear you use the word cloistered earlier? Yes. When you said that word, immediately the word tethered popped in my head, and it really worried me to the point I had to go look the darn things up. Cloistered, kept away from the outside world, sheltered, tethered. Tie an animal with a rope or chain so as to restrict its movement. So I feel vindicated that that, that, that they tied in together because they are together. That's what it feels like when you're here. I mean, seriously, it is so squishy. Have you ever stepped in the mud and you couldn't get your foot out because you have yes. your boot and everything? That's what it's like walking here. Everything is so squishy and and mushy and yeah, it's crazy. I want snow. Okay. Tonight, I'm not going to read a Halloween thing, but I'm going to read a song that I wrote with Valerie Clark, and she sings in a rock band called Medusa, and she wears a lot of black leather and stuff. You should see some of the things she does with eye makeup. So, I mean, she's just like, you know, she would be like the person I would want to go trick-or-treating with or Comic-Con or, you know, just to Wendy's. (laughs) She's fun. Anyway. Do you remember her? She was Valerie Crantle back in the days of MySpace. Mm-hmm. She was a she was a singer, musician. Uh, she used to play on her keyboard a lot and do songs. She knows every song Don Henley ever wrote. And, uh, you know, we just became friends. And I, I guess about eight years ago, we said, well, let's, uh, let's write a song together. So we did. And I don't think I've ever read this on the show because I'm terrible at reading lyrics because I don't have that cadence in my head, but I'll try to take my time and not mess this one up. Also, I did send you her Facebook page 
Valerie Clark's page, and I also sent you uh, a link to the Medusa page. You see one of her videos and her saying, see that she's the real deal up there in Michigan. All right, are you ready? I am ready. All right. Name of this song is called Disconnect. Disconnect by Valerie Clark and Michael Todd. There was a time when your eyes met with mine, maybe by chance or only a glance, when I nearly drowned in the sea they surround, lost and then found in your romance. We laughed and we loved in what dreams are made of, whether the storms in most of their forms. We were content, all temptation was sent, and love came and went as a dust storm. I knew what I was thinking the moment our eyes failed to meet. Looking back, no doubt, you were sensing the same. I don't know what to call it when we back off in the tree. By now you'd think someone would give it a name. The smell of your hair somehow still fills the air. Warm ocean breeze, a touch of berry, and Lord how it flows like the wind as it blows down from the mountains to prairies. I want to believe you still think of me. Listen to songs we sang for so long, but melodies fade when our eyes look away, and words never stay when they're used wrong. I knew what I was thinking the moment our eyes failed to meet. Looking back, no doubt you were sensing the same. I don't know what to call it when we back off and retreat. By now you'd think someone would give it a name. I miss the sound of your voice, and given the choice, I'd take us to a time, place, and when. Words were spoken, barriers broken. We could start back at that place again. But those thoughts are shattered. All that now matters with those pieces no longer in place. Time to face up and move on. Goodbye and so long. Wish I could put into words what we now have to face. I knew what I was thinking the moment our eyes filled to me. Looking back, no doubt, you were sensing the same. I don't know what to call it when we back off and retreat. By now you'd think someone would give it a name. Indeed. Who wrote the chorus in that, the, the moment our no. eyes failed to meet? You know, the thing about it is, I can't remember what I wrote and what she wrote because we really just went back and <laughs> forth and back and forth with it. It's not like we had a half a song and pieced them all together. Uh-huh. So uh, I, I can't really say. I really love, I really, really love the chorus in that, 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 those four lines. That, and that is, she wrote that it. Is, <laughs> that, I wish that I, whoever wrote that, I could stick him in a closet and duct tape it shut and steal it from him. That's how good that, that it was for me. That's how much right. I connected with that and love that. Awesome, Michael. Fantastic. If you're happy, I'm happy. I am very so, uh, happy. And I've got her video pulled up, so I'll watch that after the show. All right. Well, look here. Uh, uh, that's all I'm going to read. And you've got her information, so you can put her information on your 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 board there. I don't know if she has a wide open uh, Facebook site or not. Valerie M. Clark 87. You want anybody who wants to look her up at HTTPS? Colon 
www.facebook.com slash Valerie M. Clark 87. And there's no E on Clark. There never really was. Somebody just got confused one day, and there you have it. So there. <laughs> All right. So I've actually got about two minutes' time left allotted to me. I don't have another poem. So would you please take that two minutes and tell us what you're doing for the week of Halloween, not just your show. I know you have other things planned. Mm-hmm. In Salem? <laughs> I'm playing with my black cat, but I would love to hear you read a second poem, Michael. I don't have anything else. Nothing else? Mm-hmm. Are you, I are just you sure? if you had any special plans. I don't have anything else. I've got, like, this weird, crazy costume I'm going to dress up in. I think I'm just going to pass out candy this year and play with my kittens. I've been go, go, going so much this summer that, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I should go do this route. And it's like, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to just chill. I'm being I'm being a chill chill bug. <laughs> what is your costume? Boring, boring answer, huh? It's like a mm-hmm. medieval druidy, like, creepy lady. That's hot. Like like creepy woodland druid lady. Black or green? Both black and green. Both colors. Mhm. How did I guess that? <laughs> I don't. I have no idea. But yeah, good good Cause, guess. Because I can kind of <laughs> I can kind of see it. I can kind of see it there developing and all. That's great. Um, that's good. If you get any pictures of that, think of me. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you know what time it is, Miss Nyla? Whatever That's time right. you say. It's time for Michael to step aside and make room for the real poets. And uh, you've got some really good ones lined up. By the way, that that fella from uh, the Appalachians, he, he's, a, he's a favorite of mine. I really enjoy I, what he does. I, really I do too. He's so inspiring with the way he just weaves words into those forms and you do the same thing with your sonnet so I can imagine uh, you really enjoy him I never think of it as down there in the Appalachians it's out there out there because it's east to west okay there's no up or down in the Appalachians not when you're in Tennessee well I guess I'm in the Delta but that's that's still (laughs) that's, that's just picking wild mountain berries all right then Got to run. Going back to All work. All right. You have a great Thank evening. You, Michael. Enjoy your show. Thank you. Thank you, Bye. honey. We love you. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 989. 989, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. It's George Wiley. Hey, Mr. George. How are you, sweetheart? I'm good. I'm really good. Um, i uh just been busy. i, I I'll talk about, I just just published a book, so I'll, I'll talk about that at the end, but that's always exciting, especially it's my first one, and I've just been busy running the poetry events around here, and, uh, you know, having a good time, so I got two tonight, um, they're, they're not the, uh, they're sort of opposite each other, this one is called, um, A splintered land. Hate tattooed into the skin of society. Fatted bottoms at the buffet. A tidal pool of forgotten elders. Punched homeless beneath an overpass. 
white shoes at the regatta starting line, laughter at the Swiss Alpine Club, wine tasting at the club, teenagers with sweaters tied at their necks, toothless old men on the store bench, people roaming at the city dump, undrinkable water at the tap, broken cars in the yard, spring break abroad, debate over tax breaks, using winter and summer as verbs, finding a new gardener, choosing between new teeth and a working car, wondering which kids go to which father, getting behind on the electric bill, driving without insurance, expecting big things from grandma's will, fretting about where to place the salad forks, getting out the winter wardrobe, thinking Marcy might be marrying down. These are two complete worlds here, not living side by side. The haves are doing great. The have-nots are growing restless in the peace. And is that end poem? Hello? Yeah, in, in, in poem. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know if that was a dramatic pause. I thought, yeah, I, oh, the pause is getting longer. No, said, and it's getting longer. <laughs> Well, really long, really long. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic job on that, sweetheart. Well, thank you, thank you. Yes, I just wrote that well. yesterday. By the way, I wanted to tell you that I, uh, I want to mention uh, Philip Church. He, um, I used to hear him a lot around here and on other, other uh, open mic shows and such. But I hadn't heard him lately, and. Uh, and it's just great to great to hear him. He sounds strong, and I know he he fought with a whole bunch of illness and uh, um, came, you know, and 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 heartbreak too. I think, if I recall, and then he's back at it, just as strong as ever. And I just I just really enjoyed listening to him a few minutes ago. Yeah, I absolutely okay. adore him. I thought so too. He sounds really good right now. Yeah, at least from what I could hear. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, my next second one is sort of a prose piece. It's called uh, My Train Whistles. Growing up in a small town, I learned to love the sound of distant train whistles. The tracks were about a mile away, and I would lie there fashioning guesses about where they were going, who was on board, and what adventure they might be headed for. Was there a spy there or a killer? a millionaire or a young bride headed to her man, a famous author writing about the land near my town, a soldier going home and wondering if Sally is still there. In a boxcar, was there a bum with his rolled-up jacket, peering at the moonlit fields and sharing the car with a runaway child who cried quietly into the dark? As kids, we walked those empty tracks, Looking for signs of adventure, our mothers wanted us, warned us to not, to, not to, saying we might catch our cuff or shoelace there and be run over. If you put your ear to the rail, you could hear, you could dimly feel 
a distant train approach before you can hear it. We put pennies on the railing to get them flattened. Had I known the reality of those trains, there would have would be little romance or adventure because they were mostly rusty freight trains carrying stuff like coal and oil. The engineer asleep and the rails wearing out. But today I still love the musical wail of a train horn. Two long tubes, a short one, then another long one. It is the beat of industry, rattle of commerce, the song of memories, the concerto of my youth. I like those sounds so much that I've recorded them and played them when I have insomnia. Roll on, great trains. You carried us to our future and linked me to my past. End of poem. I love that. I love trains. And so as soon as I, you start reading that, it's like, oh, oh, I love this poem. But, you know, so besides the fact that I love trains, it was a fantastic poem, but I really loved the way that you talked about the train I, and I don't know what it is you know there's things that are naturally drawing for a poet mm-hmm. and I think one of them is windows poets are drawn right. to you know windows both literally and you know inspirationally and the same thing mm-hmm. with trains and I don't know what it is about trains you know I've always loved them but I'd never ridden on one until a couple years ago and Christopher and I rode up to Portland on the train. And mm-hmm. it really amazed me how it's so different. It's like when you drive down through a town and you're on the main street, you see all the pretty facades and the planters by the windows and, you know, st- the, the, you know the, the pretty niceties that people decorate, but they don't do that in the backyard. So when you're riding on a train, it was almost like uh, – seeing small town America with the back of her skirt up, you know, yeah. you, you saw right. a completely different side because the backyards never look like that. You never have your dirty laundry hanging in the front yard, you know, that's, um, that's right. but it was amazing. And I can, I can't even tell you how cool that experience was, but it surprises me. That's one, it just how many, how many people are drawn to that? Oh, and it's just the you know the tickety tacks of the wheels and the and the and the course. But to me, for me, it's the horn, the distant train horns, whistles. You know, and uh, the um, they just you know I had this create like who were these people in the middle of the night that were still going somewhere? You know, in my small little town life, where were they going? You know, what in the world are they? Are they adventurers? You know, that's why I put a little touch of that in there um and so you know of course there's been cool movies made about trains and mysteries and murders and all the great stuff about trains and mm-hmm. and this, so um but i had a more of a rusty a rusty rough experience with them than, than a gliding trip to the orient you know you know one thing about your comment um and i'm not going to take much more time here but about seeing the backyard, seeing the, the, the trains go through sort of the, the, the dirty, the dusty, dirty, muddy part of town. And that is that when I was, my husband and I were in our honeymoon in, uh, in Europe, or, uh, one of the places was taking a, a train out of London and going out toward Canterbury. And um, it was just the opposite because 
these were older neighborhoods, all brick, you know, walk-ups, just very typically, you know, we started two or three-story walk-ups. But in the back, everybody, at least what we were looking, everybody had gardens, you know, you know the typical English gardens, small, compact, you know, gardens full of all kinds of blossoming things and flowers. And so we were seeing, we were seeing the, the of course, I, we both like gardening, but that was just an almost an adventure. We started staring out the windows, and all the people that held vocals were probably thinking, oh, stupid girls. But we were having a ball checking out all the, uh, and some of them had, you know, uh, grapes and other things, too. So it was really, really phenomenal uh, experience anyway. And, of course, their trains are so much more, to, well, everybody rides on them, so they were, you know, be cleaner and smoother and um Everybody sort of, it's, it's just part of the scene. But enough of that. <laughs> I do run a. <laughs> uh, so um, I want to, um, back to my book. I published a book um, just last month. It's called, it's available on Amazon. It's my first poetry book. It's called um, Why Did I Remain in the Garden uh, by George Wiley. So if anybody's interested, it's on Facebook. I'm not, I don't Facebook, but I, I'm at Amazon. It's on Amazon. Why did I remain in the garden? And then I have a Facebook page called George Wiley Writes, and I do a couple things on allpoetry.com. But that's about it. Very cool, my dear. Fantastic right. job tonight. And how am I how am I oh, going to get an autographed copy? Because I want a copy of the book, but I want an autographed copy. So how am I going to make that happen? Well, uh, is your uh, is your mailing address on your website? No. On, um, you know, I'm website. on Facebook. I think a couple times we've, we've uh, talked on Facebook, or we've. So if you go on there uh, and find me, George Wiley Rice, or just George Wiley, um, you can. Um, message your address, your mailing address to me, and I'll send you up the copy with a signature. Are you sure it won't knock the value down a bit? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm planning on my kids being able to buy a house with us on eBay after we're gone. (laughs) (laughs) This is an investment. (laughs) Investment, yes. Yeah, I... um, I, I, you know, Dennis, why a regular caller uh, on your show, and also uh, he's in the same um, poetry club I am here in Michigan, and uh, we tease, we tease a lot back and forth, and uh, I told him, yeah, uh, right after I published it, he was kidding me about being big time, you know, and I told him I'd have my people talk to his people, but I didn't have time anymore for him, and. <laughs> Go on like that all the time, but it's just fun. Okay, I'll step off and listen in. Fantastic job tonight, honey. Appreciate you so much. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Okay, George Wiley gracing us at the mic. Our next caller. Comes from area code seven one eight seven one eight. You're on the air. Hello, Nyla. How are you? It's Jim Hart. Hey, Jim. How are you doing, sweetheart? Okay. How are you? I am wonderful. Good. 
Uh, <clears throat> I only have one piece tonight, and to tell you the what? truth, I'm, um, well, it's a little longer <laughs> than my normal ones, and, and I'm not even sure it's a poem. It might be more of a rant. So, uh, well, here goes. Our children should go to school expecting to be able to go home. Parkland Strong is not just a group of high school kids seeking publicity. They are more than just the myth of change or a limited time only earn extra credit debate team. They are the witnesses of the results of Not Real America, NRA. And their bought and paid for politicians come senators and congressmen and new judges too. From 1999 to 2018, they have seen 263 of their fellow students murdered. Parkland Strong is a movement of undeniable truth, and they have, or soon will have, the vote. And they damn well better see some changes, politicians, because they want to know from you who are sworn to protect them that you are no longer bought and paid for by the not real America NRA, that you have stopped taking campaign money to keep you in your overpaid, overcompensated, sometimes no-show jobs for far too long, that you can finally tell right from gun rights, that you admit instead of the salt of the earth, you have become the salt in their wounds, while they sit and wonder not if, but where will it happen next? Their school curriculum should include reading, writing, and the knowledge of what a free society can grant them, but should not include the best hiding places when the shooting starts, how to flee in perfect two-by-two -two combat formation when it's clear to climb the chain-link fence, how best to deal with the loss of identity or come complete with an instruction manual on how to bury their best friends. And soon they will be armed with the fundamental liberty of peaceful revolution, forged in the manner of voting out all of you who have been sucking on the teat of the gun lobby dole since before they were born. And their lack of mercy will have been instilled with the worst of all your bad intentions coming back to bite you in the ass and hopefully imprison you for the very least, illegal campaign contributions. Remembering full well, you lawmakers were the lawbreakers who sent Judy and Billy and Juan and Tawana to their 13-year young deaths. And they will remind you it is not people who are sending you to prison. It is the laws you have appeasingly written sending you to prison. Laughing as they paraphrase your... It is not guns that kill people. It is people that kill people. The same mantra that you repeated over and over to help you sleep as you pocketed your 30 pieces of silver in the name of NRA endorsements at the oh-so-small cost of the lives of children, whose only fault was believing in the likes of you to keep them safe. Because when they get that vote, they the people will be gunning for you. End of peace. Wow. Holy guacamole. 
I think you're the first one that's got the guacamole award. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. The holy, gu- the holy guacamole award. <laughs> what a dumbass I am. <laughs> oh, Jim, that was incredible. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. Very welcome. And, 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 and that's my piece tonight. And you don't want to do a second one? You have time. Uh, no, I, I'd, I'd rather give some other people a, a, a chance tonight. <laughs> All right, baby. Well, if you change your mind, just stay on the line and press one. It'll take you out and press one again. It'll put you back in line and we'll right. call back in, okay? Okay. Uh, All right. People Tell can how reach to find me you. on Facebook as Jim Hart. Uh, I'm on um yeah, there's a loss of train of thought. <laughs> uh, you can get my books on Amazon.com, and there are two uh, detective novels, uh, Tom Collins to Go and The Aviation Cocktail, and two poetry collections, Ramblings of a One-Eyed Garbage Man and A Handful of Smoke. That is awesome. All right, my darling. If you want, you're okay. more than welcome to put those links on my page so everyone can find them easily. Thank you very much. You are very welcome. And I let's see that way it's really secretly so I can find them easily. <laughs> okay. Have a good evening. <laughs> you're very welcome, baby. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. All right. Our next caller, I'm going to go ahead and give the next three. We have two one six eight three two. Four zero seven. We have nine one nine. We have a nine five one, but they're not in the lineup. So nine five one. If you're wanting to come on the show, press one. That will let me know it's okay to unmute you. If you're here just listening and hanging out, appreciate you for being here. Enjoy the show. If you change your mind at any time, area code nine five one. You can press one, and that will alert me to unmute you. Okay. As I said, next caller two one six two one six. You're on the air. Two one six. Okay, Nyla. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you. You know what today know is, by the way. Birthday. What is it? Today's Christopher's birthday. Oh, where is he? Do, should is should we call listen? him? Should we call him and? And wish him a happy birthday. He should I think call into the show. Let's call him. No, he should call here. No, we're calling him yeah. right now. It's his birthday, and he doesn't even think about us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call him, but be nice. We're gonna sing him happy birthday. If I can, if mm. I can get the. Uh, if I can get the number to work, we'll see if he's going to call or if he's okay. going to answer. Okay. And here we go. Should be dialing. think he's going to answer. 
I think it would leave a voicemail, right? You have reached the voicemail box of Christopher Ryan. At the tone, please record your voice message. When you are finished recording, you may hang up or press pound for more options. Hey, Christopher, okay, we called yep. you from the show, but you're not answering. So Mama and I are here, and we're going to sing you happy birthday on behalf of everybody. You ready? Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Dear Christopher, on behalf of the Speaking Happy Cafe, birthday. Happy birthday to you. you. <laughs> and many more. Okay, maybe you can give up your day job, but I don't think I can. <laughs> Happy birthday, Christopher. <laughs> We love you. We miss you. And you should be calling us because if you called us, I would have gave you the Stevie Wonder person. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Or, All right. Well, even, or even the Marilyn Monroe version. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Okay. All right. So, Mama, how are you? I hung up on him. <laughs> okay. He's gone. Um. Okay. Another page in my form. And then that will be the first one. And then the second one was, was going to be called Blink. And I'm just going to go right into them, uh, one from one to the other. But I'll announce it. My name is Mama Oladeji. You can call, find me on uh, Facebook. Uh, well, you used to find me. I got kicked off again. So you better go to Poetry Soup. Poetry Soup under Vicky Aqua, uh, the all-round queen on Poetry Soup, one word. And the name of this piece is called Another Page in My Poem. And it goes like this. Another page in my poem. Words that awaken my sleep. A collection of my life's pages. Written in stages. Pen on the sand mound. Thoughts running deep. Awakened by words. Words won't allow me to sleep. Words surfing on the waves of my lyrical mind, writing them on paper before they slip back in time. Words buried in my dreams, surfacing the perimeters of my memory lane, calling me by my other name. I feel the chills of the ocean as I write in the dark, Laying on sandy beach, I pray for my own portion. Deadlines cause me to leave. I am not keeping deadlines. The nerve of them that want me to keep deadlines that I grieve. Words of grief again awakens me. To the chills on this desolated beach. To the chill of this desolate beat. I had no time for meeting deadlines. I have no time for meeting deadlines, for I have been forsaken. I cannot get warm out here. I cannot go back to the shelter where the nuns loan me heat. Dinner at six. If you're not there, you don't eat. 
surrounded by the vastness of oceanic whirlpools. Surrounded by the vastness of oceanic whirlpools, I go in for a final cleanse. Something swims under me, powerful, warm, and strong. It snuggles with me, keeps me warm, stabilizing these memories. I write my life out on another white sheet, elaborating. I scribe about another time at my own pace. Fight so yet I forget about the nose on my face. I forget about the nose on my face theory, the wondrous feel of defiance, of the deadlines never met, another page, another stanza or verse, unrehearsed, the poetry of my life. This poem is merely an account of the many phases, another of numerous humorous, not so humorous poems from the life Compilations of recollection of a bard and a sage living without direction, deadlines never met, and tumultuous regret. And that was another page in my poem. And the next Um. one. It's called Blink. The next one's called Blink, Blink. When the lights start to dim, when the last gleam has glimmered, you captured the moment as eyes will reveal the source of your truth. The truth, sourly or sweetly, is told only in your soul. Sweet or sour truth will speak through your eyes. The glimmer that was ignited by you is now quelled. The dimness, the slow smoldering hatred that you left me to anguish in. God will reward you, you who have caused evil to dwell in the hearts of the loving. Slim chance for my eyes to shine again. So I flicker the last glimmer. Blink, blink, and peace. Wow. Mama, those were both really amazing. Thank you, my love. Thank you. What are you doing tonight? I was was trying to find something dark um, for the Halloween (laughs) spirit. Trying to save my good ones for next week when it's time for me to read it. I'm really excited about next week. Yes. Yes, we are, especially, uh, then we said, you said we're having a uh, 13th anniversary after that? Yeah, on November 21st, we'll be doing the uh, anniversary show. Okay, so we got to get something ready for that. So, okay, boys and girls, you heard that from the mouth of the hostess with the mostest, our lovable Nyla Alicia. <laughs> I love you, Mama. Are you gonna come back on and read something if we have time? You gonna hang out? Okay, I hang out. Whatever you want me to do, I'm available. Okay, so have something ready, and I will unmute you again in a little bit. 
Okie dokie. All right, Mama. Thank you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832. I want to area code 951 know that you are not in the lineup. So 951, if you want to read, press 1. Um, so 832, are you with me? No, not really. <laughs> where, oh, where has my little blue gone? Where, oh, where can he be? <laughs> Yeah, somewhere half ass up in the ozone somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no. It is good to hear from you, uh, my darling. Yeah. That's someone's not good to likes to hear from me anyway. <laughs> I'm always happy to hear from you. We all are. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is uh, this is something I just pulled out of the hat, kind of, sort of, somewhere from. It's uh, called Spiritual Read. There's a war happening all around us. These beings have no particular form of enemy flesh, jewel. It is a flow of ideology, no flesh to kill. The coup that can be counted will not be noted in song or as a deed of honor or a winner count as there are no real fields of battle, just pasteurized nonsense. Oh. Only the killing grounds where we can be found. We are Red Earth. Jose Moringa. It is the war of their patent manufactured heavens against our spirituality. We don't believe as they do, so they want to kill us. We don't pray the way they do, so they want to kill us. We don't act in continuous religious fervor as they think of their patriotism, so they want to kill us. They don't understand our songs of spirit. Or sending a voice. So they want to kill us. They still imprison us upon occasion for sage smoke prayers, smudging. Remember Denver? A young sister when the ass clown in a red wig was politic com- campaigning. We do not forget. We dance. We raise our hands, not our fists. We lift our heads into creator, not your annihilator, God. We pray with the drum. You don't recognize it, so you want to kill us. There's a spiritual war happening all around us, and we see you decimate buffalo Tsedoga. Put bounties upon wolf and coyote. Yingfonga, the mountain lion, we watch as you annihilate anything original still to be encountered upon our earth. Nithe, extinction for all your grandest plan. 
You've forgotten all that was making everything within reach. Synthetic. Yes, even including food. Yep, just like the real thing. We take no time off. We remain vigilant. You remember the Cheyenne River Lakota's response to a memo of industrial drops of equipment for annihilation? We do. We will be waiting. Oh, yes. We see you. We are the weary, the shockworn. We shall be so until death finds us. We raise our hands, not our fists, and we pray. We give Even as our old ones did, it is we who stand before you, enduring all until we fall. Geta Sky clear, clean, blue, almost blue. And our young ones take our place. Red earth is eternal. Your desecration sounds cease. By you in the end, being your end. Oh, killing yourselves with your greed. To which end we leave all such baubles you have offered. Left as some sort of conciliatory gifts we Leave them where you left them. All gifts offered need not be received. Haven't you figured that out yet? Sound songs run deep within us, and we shall leave behind no footprints to follow, as we shall leave upon the breath of a dream. Wow. That was incredible. Please tell me you're going to read two tonight. <laughs> I know I'm greedy, uh, but you know. <laughs> huh? I said, I know I'm greedy. Uh, all right. I'll just... Uh, to be honest, I'm just reading off of a page here. One of my little chappy bookies. This one's cool, though. I like it. Bone talk. The stance of courage and silence. Skulls, ashen. Head thoughts, rib bones crossed and talking. Wapa. It is the day of the ancestors. It is for Red Earth just another chance for a small death. Blue skies, Geta, clear skies. Rivers bleed, rain falls, eyes are crying. Geek on. The people's lament, Red Earth. Planets made for water, abuse, and life withers upon the desiccating heat of the talking winds. 
me Ubano. Life becoming a ceremonial pause, the clause of words Nidonakaka like a driftwood snarl misunderstood. Intention misdirection by definition mass induced on purpose all oh, yeah. Because someone said so. Skulls crossed and talking through ashen dreams of velvet worsted suede, sacred stones, heart of a dreaming world, dragoing, green grass pearled above the root damage passage, still viable to the trees. Grooves of twisted oaks. John Sagiba. Rib bones, pliant, crossed, roots, settled, reflections, simulations, trees. John Honte. Dreams, people, home, People who move in the night. Trees felled, torches felled. You cannot create what already is. We walk through the imperfections of your glass walls, silent through the smoke. Shodze, creating skin, making over our plains, our prairies, our own entryways. You cannot see. You cannot harm us. You choose not to see, but we are flesh and spirit before you. We are the stones of silence. Courage, the shadow dance through archways of melted sand, poisoned waters ripe around us. Life, our ceremonial pause before continuance, gifting us with peace. Boda, we will not die. We continue without ceasing. Our stasis of being, you becoming, you have wronged us time and again and yet never grasped us as we who we are. Claude Rendon caught at us, attempted murders and genocide, but no, never caught us. We walk on away from your fires, silence and courage, the stance thereof. Wow. I'm really glad I asked for seconds. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) All right, my love. Tell everyone how they're going to find you. Yeah, this is Soldier Blue and a blue and a blue and a blue. So you can find me here on Miss Nyla's wonderful show as well. You can find me under Rafe Wild, and in parentheses, it says Soldier Blue on uh, Facebook. Find me there. I haven't yet uh, added on to my podcast, but I'm about to hit up a couple of more episodes on there. And you can find that I'm pretty much in, uh, well, pretty much is the, the, the bigger ones as far as podcasts go. Uh, uh, you can find out there, Google Play and some others. Um, 
Red Earth One is the podcast name, and it's free, so no no worries. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna put a few more episodes on there. Uh, ninja uh, poetry, uh, and uh, I, the, one of the reasons I like the podcast is because I can also add in uh, you know some explanations. Without it sounding any kind of, uh, I don't know, like patting myself on the back, I guess. Just, you know, just trying to give some people some information out there. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be doing that real soon. Just so you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with us patting ourselves on the back once in a while. We work our butts off. <laughs> It's okay to stop once in a while and say, well, uh, I, no, I've been working I'll tell hard. I'll <laughs> Yeah, well, oh, no, no, no. I've put in hours and years and time on my craft, and I am not backward about saying I know I'm probably one of the better ones out there because I work at it. And as I've said before, I am no tourist in the art of language. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know my craft. I take I take very I don't take pride in it. I'm not going to say that because to me pride and ego are are pretty much the same. Uh, but I will say that I am very thankful for those who have worked through me and decided to work through me for the gifts that they have blessed me with. And I take very deep gratitude, attitude of gratitude with them as the spirit ones to have done that for me. I am very thankful for that. Very and nice I'm way just, of putting that. You know, because I don't I don't see pride as being anything much of something to hang on to, you know. Pride gets in the way of a lot of things. Mhm. I think anyway. All right, love. Um, Tell everyone how they can find you. But I, I am um, uh, just one last thing. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't like to, to go over what uh, what it is I was thinking. I, you know, that's why you know it's for me with the podcast. It's more of a you know the giving of of information because it's, it goes back to that to something that I truly believe in that I learned along or well many years ago now. When uh, um, Pearl Jam came out with that song, Jeremy, and MTV was actually still music instead of all that garbage they're doing now. I know, um, right? They, yeah, you know, actually doing music, what a concept. Uh, <laughs> and they had an interview with Eddie Vedder, who is the, you know, the lead singer for, for, the, um, for the group. And they were asking him, you know, well, you know, there are a lot of people out there who think that, you know, that song Jeremy is about this and that, you know, maybe it was the, or maybe it was this other happening that was up in Austin, Texas or something. And, you know, and then can you put it to rest as to what the song is actually about? And his answer is one that I have been staunchly standing on for a foundation for forever since. And the answer he gave was that. Right now, as it stands, everybody has a piece of this song because of what they believe this song to be about. 
why should I tell you what I was thinking when I wrote this song and take that away from them? And I firmly believe that. Mm -hmm. People don't need to know what I was thinking when I was writing something. I will give them background information so that they can do some of their own research on that same subject and then draw their own conclusions from that, from what I've said. But I'm not going to tell people what I was thinking when I was writing it. Now, see, now I want to ask. I won't, because you said I can't, and you wouldn't, <laughs> but I want to. So you know. Well. It's like when someone tells me I yeah, can't, but, then it's like, oh, rat, really? Oh, don't think I can't. Not that you can't. It's just that I'm not going to answer. <laughs> <laughs> because I want oh. people to have their own ideas about what they think they hear and what they, you know, what I, what they think I'm talking about. I don't want them to be thinking that if they don't get it exactly my way, that they don't get it. That's that. That to me is entirely wrong. I I agree. You should I have your own. You should have your own ideas about what it is you're listening to. Well, there's a reason they wrote that <laughs> song, uh, Video Killed yeah. Radio Star. Well, sure. So. Yeah. Anyways, there you have it. Uh, again, uh, just for those uh, who wanted to catch it, maybe, uh, Rafe Wild at Facebook, and then it, underneath the name, that name, you'll see in parentheses, Soldier Blue, and that's me. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, we will talk to you next week. Sure. I'll have some more abominations ready. (laughs) All right, baby. Appreciate you, hon. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. So 951, you're still not in the lineup. If you're just listening, awesome. If you decide you want to come on the air, press 1 at any time. It'll put you in the lineup and... Notify me that it's okay to unmute you. That's area code 951. All right, let's go ahead and bring on area code 407. 407, you are on the air. Hey, this is Raymond. Hey, Um, Raymond, how are you? I'm fine. This is my first time calling. I got a couple pieces I'd like to share with you all. That would be amazing. Okay, I'd like to just get right into it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Look at you, walking in okay. like you own the place. <laughs> so this is your All first right. time calling in. You have to tell us a little about, a bit about who you are and what you're about and, and you know, give us a short little bio spiel or whatever you want to say. Let us introduce yourself to uh, Okay. My name is Raymond Bentley. I can be found on Facebook as Raymond Bentley. Um um, I'm a writer. I got one published book called Inspiration. Inspiration was published by Traffic Publishing Company uh, in 2013. And um, um, I write short stories, essays, um, um, commentaries, biblical commentaries, um, um, a couple of novels and plays. I love writing um, uh and I write a little poetry, and uh, poetry awesome. I want to re- poetry I want to recite is some of the stuff that mostly on the top of my head. But I'm referring to uh, my book Inspiration right now, which can be found on um, Amazon. So uh, you can look it up 
under my ghostwriter name, which is Charles Raymond. Okay. So. Awesome. Okay. Well, welcome to the show. I'm glad you found your way here. And I yes, can't I'm wait sure. to hear what you're going to share tonight. Okay. You could just stop me if I'm going too far. All right? <laughs> Go so ahead. So we're going to start with, with Navigate. All right? So get your intellect straight as to be great and relate to the present state where we assimilate. Where this open flares where we stare into the half-whole soul. And we be bold and told how to relate to such a trying state that we find ourselves in today. Please don't regurgitate the waste just allow it to surely pass away. Hey, I'll elevate the pace where we relate as if to navigate things I once cared never to understand. For to be heard of the spoken word leaves me speechless and carefree. You see, the last time I found myself at this stage, I didn't seem to validate the state where we presently assimilate. I was rattled by your presence like a rat without feet. I'm thinking, how could this be? I've seen the spoken word and can't reiterate for the life of me. You see, we couldn't race the race because we had nothing to validate our present state where we assimilate. Ah, now you see. The mystique of the history lies in the race that sense the pace, letting fun be erased. There's no play. It's just work all day. And when we lay, <laughs> we lay. But see, I can't stay. I got to get away and get to that pace so I can be like him one day. What a chase, what a chase, what a chase. And he calls this grace. When I go, I never want to be back. This is my hope. This is my pardon. So I wait. I wait on life to prosper and on death to be. But look, over there, under the throne, beneath the seat, it's a flaming foundation for a cold block box full of other mystical things to be. Man, ain't nothing missing. It's hitting the mission, fixing and licking the kitchen, wailing and telling all the swelling, coping and toting, the smoking intellect that feeds the mind of the kind where serious thoughts reside. There it swirls and it curls. Stop. No oxys, please. Okay, my world. About two hours of pleasure from wherever this gift want to be. That's me. On my nap, I sap the strap to tap the mind of the kind where serious thoughts reside. Man, you can't weasel the field standing still receiving all the hosts of this mystical tongue. Here, you want some? You got a tale of the deceit device derived from the domain of destiny. Drilling deep in the brain, destined to detain the core that remains the core where love comes from. Man, make them stop. It's too high. Give me time. I need to rewind. I want it, but I can't. I'm starting to get on and into this intellectual spit. Cause is in effect. It's real broad and vast, kicking past with a flash of mellow magic. Now flip the script and carry the chip. Enveloped in the mishap of itself. Brother, now you see, the deep is no retreat. Just take the sound, bounce around, soothe the pace of the race. Okay, class, that's the lesson for the day. And scrape him off the wall before he fall and connect, contaminate the whole soul place. So tomorrow, we'll do it over in a new nature's way. That's what we are. That's how we ride. And what we do when we navigate the state where we presently assimilate in the face of our grace. Now hold that space and paste this essay. Lord, remember your servant David. 
the man after your own heart. And the leader called Moses, you know, Lord, the one who did great things with his rod. I recall, recall Martin Luther King and his words of peace and grace to a people, to a nation who for many years suffered wounded hope and rattled faith. Lord, remember your servant Stephen, who saw you in your glory and testified of it before he died? Then there's John on the island of Patmos. He was all alone. He saw many horses in your throne. Of all the visions on his head, the vision of you left nothing to be said. Yet he spoke of what was revealed, the dragon, the home of the dead, the leer, and the one with the bruised head. We know these great men of God who do respect and reverence for their good part. But I was in the war room on the Lord's day, prudence in my spirit, a vision on my face. And in all clarity I could see it, as if there were no dead. Yes, you showed me, O oh Lord, what you showed many others, your glory, your love, your anger, without any clutter. An ocean of matter, it was a room of war, nations and nations are hiding from the scorn. A glorious life form of creatures you've made that makes Niagara Falls look like the grave. And then the many mansions and the rooms of praise. Oh, yes, he showed me of his enclave. We spoke loudly without moving our lips, and we trekked to the kingdom on one accord. From room to room to room, we gathered together with the blood of Jesus on our lips. It was the only chatter. Everyone was there. We all made it. And the love we had <laughs> seemed to be recreated. From glory to grace to mercy and truth, all in one, it gave us the will to move from room to room. Oh, yes. I was in the war room on the Lord's day, and in all clarity I saw it, his mercy, his love, his grace. I'm cold chilling in the heavenly abyss while being shown his glorious intent over the mountaintops and in its crevices, swooping both high and low, over and completely around and wanting to never come down. Sweat swayed on my bra as one to feel the head of this blessed soul called man. As if I patrol the earth with a world top view. I look to those who bear confusion. I could find none under my patrol, but with the thrusters of my soul carrying me away, I peer to my left. I could see the Lord's face. And with the whisper of echoes and speaking to his people, I could hear him say, Now is the will of my Father. No need to pray. I then began to walk the earth and compel man to his glory. But no one would hear the story. I leaned on the rail in total despair. My Lord was here, and no one seemed to care. Then from a great distance in the earth, Jesus said to me, Fret not yourself because of them, Ray. Neither be envious of their deeds. You just report what you see. I was in the war room on the Lord's day. I saw it in all clarity. In shape, in purpose, sharp, vast, explicitly clear, obvious, and prevalent to my reason for being here. A vision on my head, pictured in my head, to be testified to the radiant conqueror called man. Fire from heaven was wrapped in the shell, bombarding the nations, and in the midst of the souls of men, covered in the residue of a desolate sea. All is no more, so open so distant, so warm. Firewalkers of every sort roam the earth, being the will of God who has everything under control. 
then I'm taken to a levitation that seems like inspiration. But for what I know, it's not the most of it. But it's carrying me away once again to this great unknown. And it's my thrust that takes me up. A smile appears, and there, my dear, she reaps a harvest of virtue. All are flowers with no wings and things of beauty beyond compare. Several young scholars soul gauge at this new nature's leisure. And even this comely dew is a dynamic day-night splendor. The gates stretch completely around this fortress like a strong band. In and of itself were all the strongholds and conquering wonders that ever were. Glory was on the other side. In its air and in its midst were endless points of the known, just for covering its true intent. The mystical mystery this place holds in left me speechless and carefree. As we approached the fortress on the same accord with the only thing we kept from before we were, the deeper we went, the broader the vast and comprehension, well, it was the easiest thing there. Thus here he stands in the figure of a man. He's vibrant and radiant as ever. Then speaking to me in a whisper of echoes with a labor of love so pleasant. Are you happy? Are you glad? I bet you don't even remember being sad. Has it been worth it, he says it to me. Have not, is not the beauty more than the sight? Have not you confessed him to be the light of your life? I'm smelling peace in the air with a smile on my face. I'm realizing more and more how important it is for me to be here today. I've graced you with this covering for your key to this mercy. Rent your garment, but gird your loins, for your supplication is made known unto me. Saying nothing in a whisper, yet he's revealing all. And I look deep. I can see for miles and miles a bulging people with keys on their lips and power in their hands. They all were girded and making their stand. For comprehension is indeed prevalent when hurt gives in. So let us go with a vengeance, with the anger of our souls in our hands. We are the glories of him that sent us. There is no condemnation in us. Come, let us glean the wasteland. There is a man for every glory that here and now stands. With a host of servants and a legion for cover. My Lord stands gestured with mega power and real ready for this rapture, remembering nothing about what was, and trusting him has totally become us. Having received purpose in our everlasting, I gather even closer together with them to do the whole will of the one who sends us. With the blood, the glory, the praise, the enclave in this abyss, this is our pastime while we wait his glorious intent. These are parts of my ways, O luminous one, but how little a portion is heard of me. Eyes have not seen this side of curiosity, and with a taste of satisfaction filled in my mouth and an omni in my heart, we are then called by our name, one by one, in an unknown tongue. I want to walk, I want to talk, I want to fly to the sky. Oh, to be caught up in the twinkling of an eye to skip and to soar, to levitate even more and more and more. Beautiful women everywhere, but I don't care because I want to get to where the glories are there. Oh, to see the stories of his glory. It's me in a world-whipping woo. A lost shoe makes me stop and go amongst the dusty souls with my 15-year-old. But he knew not of the most of it, and he can't stand to be dependent. I want to fly on my own with my soul to anywhere in this world. Please, 
Let me be who I am. I want to write under Niagara Falls, be under the anointment, abounded upon this body of me. My pen in my hand, I'm taking notes of life experiences. Wisdom's protocol is on the wall. Promises of Jehovah, proof of Christ. I'm among holy water, being drenched with hydropower, absent of thunder. Hey, this is where I want to be, and this is where he hides me. Many hammers upon my head, situations and circumstances. And they only mellow me out because a vast array of crystal clear sways before my very me. Come, let us make our escape to the cold block box underneath this seat. I want to skip from the floor to the trees to the top where out I come into life's place of new, a land of splendor open only to the peaceful wishes of all creation. Leave me there all along to smell the taste of Elohim and let the dust of Agua continually bless my soul and cause me to sweat a glory of being. Oh, to see the things that eyes haven't seen. To hear with the unheard ear of the dung in the box that man is made to eat, but in his hope, love abode specifically to inspire me. That's my piece. Thank you for listening. That was phenomenal. I am so glad you Thank found you. it to the show. Your way to the show, Raymond. That was a great piece. Just passionate Thank and you. exciting all the way through. I mean, it was almost performed like it was a soliloquy. You know, I I could Pardon? see you. Like it was a soliloquy in a play. Okay, okay. You know, yeah, or, you know yeah, like yeah. someone doing an epilogue at the end. That the narrative, the the whole, um, just the way that you performed it, it was fantastic. Great, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you giving me time to recite it. <laughs> Absolutely, our pleasure. Do me a favor, sweetheart, and tell everyone how they can find you, please. Uh, Raymond Bentley on Facebook. You can find me, Raymond Bentley, on Facebook. Are uh, you the you gentleman sitting me. there in the suit, or are you standing by a car? What's your profile picture look like? I got a picture of Trump Tower, downtown Chicago, uh, with a boat on the lake. Trump Tower is in the background. Huh, I'm not seeing that one. Yeah, yeah, that's Raymond Bentley on Facebook. Um uh, Chicago picture of the Chicago River with a boat and Trump uh, Towers in the background. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, fantastic job tonight, and I'm hoping that you will come back and share again. Okay, I'm, I'm sure I will. If you all have me, I'd be glad to come back. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, okay. appreciate you so much, hon. All right, thank you, dear. Bye <laughs> thank now. you. All righty. Our next caller is going to come from area code 919. 919, you're on the air. Well, my dear, my dear Nyla, I've been waiting for so long. It's I, We have not heard from you in a while. I was wondering what happened to you. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've tried to a couple of weeks, but you're having problems. Uh, maybe like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. When you yeah, the, yeah. the site was down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a to, well, but but that being said, I I still was away before that and in between I was I was away, not really away. You know, sometimes I'm 
Like tonight, I mean, I was I was getting sleepy. I was hoping that you come to me. You get to me. <laughs> I was getting sleepy, but I'm happy Aww. to be here. I'm I am glad to you're here. here as well. And yes, and I'm going to do a poem for you because I think this poem has been irrelevant and is still relevant. And I wrote this poem before, somewhere back in 2014 or 15. And I actually thought that we, we would have had our first woman president, but that wasn't to be. But I'm going to perform it again because it, you know, I'm longing to see a woman president in this country because, you know, it, it's about time. You know, I went to a store this morning, a, a department store, to purchase some underwear. And when I went to mm-hmm. the store, the lady said to me that, she don't sell men stuff. She don't, she don't sell anything for men. I said, what? She said, she don't sell anything for men. And then I said, that's true. Men don't shop. Commerce thrive because of women. Men don't shop. Men, men, men buy simple things. Cigarette, beer, you know. <laughs> the essentials. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Men, men, we, we, we're not... We're, we are not complicated people. We are not, you know, we are very simple folks. <laughs> anyway, this poem is called The Women Comet. How things changes. How certain is that. How irretrievably time matches on effortlessly tirelessly, with a sure-footedness that surpasses the mountain goats. Steadily forward he charges, never speeding up, never backing up or slowing down. How faithful is that? What discipline how magnanimous, what hand created this wonder? Time bringeth forth changes, and we are changing. Equality pursued, brotherhood perceived, we are one. We are one. And the women now stands our equal. And it is so. It is so. What think you the beast? And would think less of her that gave birth to the beast? Let us put such folly behind us and entertain ideas of women leadership. Let us choose the better mind over gender. Encourage rather than discourage. 
equally nurturing all, everyone of equal value. A woman does this well, better than most men. Time to vote for the women. Time to vote for the women. For not only is it just, but we cannot deny ourselves every opportunity to advance the world. Power corrupts, they say, and absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Then let us hope that power corrupts women less than it does men. The winds of change blows, and it blows gently and steadily, so like a woman. Time to usher in women's leadership, and let us see what changes await us into the unknown. Let us put our hopes above our fears and fully embrace the only two constant in our lives, changes and women. Thank you very much. That was awesome. Very, very, very powerful, Samuel. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. I, I Are you going to read a second piece? Oh, yeah, I'll give you a second piece. It's, it's, been, it's been too long for, them, for, for me not to do a second piece. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to do, do this one here. Uh, this one is called Knowledge. I have loved knowledge all of my life. I have followed her, quoted her, wooed her, loved her from a distance, up, close, and personal. Ever the focus of my gaze, I loved or cherished none more. And this morning, as I awaken, opened my eyes, and there she laid beside me, my lover. Soundly asleep she lays, and I am comforted. Wisdom stands God at my doors and acknowledges my rising with understanding round and about ever present the glory of God, my benefactor and strength of 
my life. The morning favors me, for there are no strange bedfellows here. As love is in the ear, we frolic and play under the auspices of the Almighty God himself. And there be no higher power. Thank you. Thank you. That was phenomenal. Thank you, Both my of them are very Thank strong you. pieces. You write, I mean, you write from a very powerful and confident male perspective. One of the things that I've always respected about your work is that you write about women who are women, but also women who are incredibly strong, women who are both feminine and have a strength about them. And I love that. I love that about the way you write. Hey, we, we, women do have strength. Women, <laughs> women, yeah, women do have, I mean, look, it's like, uh, like somebody, somebody put up a post recently about a man called a woman an idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a man, a man thinks, no, he said that, he said that, she said a man thinks, any man that thinks he's an idiot, you know? So I said, well, I said, any man that thinks a woman is an idiot is a damn idiot. You know? I agree. So, I agree. Yeah, I woman, can't, I can't woman are intelligent. argue with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, and people ask me where I get my knowledge from. I told them I get my knowledge from my grandmother. It's my grandmother who gave me my train of thought. You know, and, and I've always, I've always spoken to a lot of women because Women, a woman can speak on any subject. A woman, a woman, a woman mind is just awesome. I, you know, I, I, I see a woman mind, and I respect women because if you don't respect women, you're gonna pay the price every time. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, because you, you know, men, women. I'm telling you, I. When they said women were the weaker sex, I knew that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's pulling your leg. <laughs> I mean, right. to me, it was it was obvious, you know. It, it, it wasn't it wasn't no rocket science because they, they were before me, taking care of me, guiding me, protecting me, feeding me, beating the hell out of me, and you know, and just. They were just all around me supporting me in my life, and I knew, I knew that couldn't be correct. And 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 it changed my life too because it make me make me realize that this world is built on deceit. Beautifully said. And, and yeah, you know. So, and my grandmother gave me a strong love for truth. She taught me. She taught me that if you, you know, if I'm if I'm true, you got to be true. She, she, you know, it was very important to her. You know, about me being honest. And it works. Because that, that's why, you see, when I write, I can speak. I can, I can be in my soul. I can speak honestly. You know, and, and the truth, and the truth lives forever. 
The truth lives forever. The, the truth don't need no walking stick to hold it up. You don't need no crutch. You know, you, you don't, you don't I need love no ladder. That. The truth don't need no walking stick. That's awesome. No. Yeah, you don't that. need Write no walking stick. Yeah, yeah you, you, you don't have to hold it up. You don't have to prop it up. You know, the truth, and the truth will always reveal itself. The truth always reveal itself, sir. Anybody who practice deceit is a fool. He's an idiot because you, you, you can't, you know, you can't, you, you can't defeat the truth. The truth stands alone. It stands alone. But anyway, I know you got other people to speak on the, on the show. So I'm going to just tell these people where to find me. They can find me on Instagram, Granville, Granville Hedrington, dot G-H, and, and you can find me on Facebook, Granville John Hedrington. Look for the Lion logo. You can find me on, on iTunes, uh, Amazon. Oh, I just put out, put out my third book a couple of months ago. Yeah, Poetry for Thought, Volume 3. And I'm just downloading the, uh, bring it to download the, what you call it, the, uh, the digital site, so you can, a digital, digital copy, so you don't have to read, you can write and listen. Yes, you can do all in there. Yes, Nyla, lovely talking to you. It's, it, 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 it feels so normal on a Thursday night again. <laughs> it was great talking with you too, honey. Thank you so much for sharing with us tonight. Uh, you have a great weekend, my dear, and happy Halloween. Thank you, sir. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Granville, amazing to hear from him. Let's go ahead and bring on area code nine five one nine five one. You're on the air. Well, that was pretty quick. How are you doing, Mila? I'm doing awesome. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, Really quickly, how is my sound? I've been having problems with this phone. Your sound is awesome. You kind of got some of that sexy <gasps> reverb going. Why, thank you. I'm just glad. <laughs> uh, so, um, man, life is life, isn't it? <laughs> it is sad indeed. How think? Yeah. So, um, I've been adding pieces to the to the book I'm working on for my daughter, uh, talking about custody and um, kind of playing with concepts of belonging and identity and, uh, well, more so belonging. Uh, and it kind of bleeds over into the idea of how society is supposed to take care of each other. I mean, let me not say it's supposed to. That's one of the lessons my mother taught me. Um, try to get away from thinking things are supposed to be a certain way. But okay. I guess a better way to say it would be ideally a society should take care of each other, you know? Yes, um, it should. So I've been writing about my daughter. And I think most of the poems I've shared on here have been about her. I've got a couple really short ones. Uh, one is is a visual poem, but hopefully the concept comes across 
So it's called Venn, after the Venn diagram. And um, actually, it is a Venn diagram in the in the book. It will be at least. And I've been playing with the word art all night. But it's very short, and it's based on one one day I went to pick up my daughter, and I parked in front of the next door, the house next door, instead of right in front of her house. So when I got her, I, she wanted to walk, so I set her down, but I told her, you have to hold my hand, and she can't run into the street. So she reached up and took my hand, and then she reached back for her mother's hand as well. Now, her mother and I are not getting along right now. It's not a um, positive situation, but working on it, you know. Um, but moments like that remind me how my daughter makes, she's very bright, and she makes efforts from time to time to connect the two of us, me and her mother, that is. Um, so there are times where she should take my hand and then take her mother's hand and try and make us hold hands. Um, one day, They're I smart was, little buggers, aren't they? They are and manipulative. No, I'm just um, <laughs> well. That that's because she was wrong. Okay, uh, there there we go. <laughs> you, at least you said it, and I didn't have to. No, I'm just <laughs> um. She was in the car seat one day, and her mother kissed her goodbye and said, "Okay, I love you." And my daughter said, "Love you." And she she said, "Daddy," pointed to that pointed to me, and her mother said, "Yeah, that's daddy." She said, "No, love you, daddy." She wanted her to tell me she loves me. Okay. Wow. My daughter is two. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, no, this is, this, I know this has to be hard for her because I'm sure she still remembers when we lived in the same household. And anyway, so this poem is about that moment walking down the sidewalk with my daughter in the middle holding both of our hands. And it reminds me of a Venn diagram, you know. <clears throat> Walking her to the car to begin our three hours together. I hold my daughter's hand. She reaches back for her mother, the second half of her. And I remember that my child is not whole, loves us, although we do not love each other. We walk three abreast and that's where I ended that one it's wow one single one single line is one of the circles and then another single line is the other circle and then they overlap on the on the phrase I hold my daughter's hand she reaches back for her mother so that's where the Venn diagram comes in that almost made me cry. Trust me, it almost makes me cry. <laughs> yeah. I just want to hug her. I, <laughs> I want to hug all of you. <laughs> please do. I mean, yeah. I know she gets a lot of hugs over there. Um, staying with a lot of her mother's side of the family. So, good for her. 
And if we ever run into each other, I will happily accept that hug. This is difficult, a difficult time. I can anyway. imagine. So this one um, leans a little more into the societal aspect of father and daughter. Um, I've been thinking about the different ways that society pulls people of color, their families apart, um, especially America. We seem to like to do that at the borders and um, forget that it's been happening for centuries, not, not just any one particular group. Um, so I, I and and this is also somewhat inspired by Denez Smith's um, his brilliant collection. Don't call us dead. Part of what he does is explores the idea of being. Uh, I'm sorry. Part of what they do in their collection is explores the concept of being a, a homosexual. Um, diagnosed with HIV and not certain, but while being a, a man, a black, a black person uh, and not wonder and not sure whether I've had these moments myself watching what happens on the news or um, someone gets shot or an armed person, those situations come up and I can't help but wonder Will I be an unarmed statistic myself? So Denez explores this idea of which will kill me first. Will it be the police or will it be the bullets from inside me shooting their way out in my blood with the HIV? And it's brilliant. If anyone has not read this um, collection, it's masterfully done. Uh, Don't Call Us Dead by Denez Smith. Just a little plug for someone who's not me. Hey, support poets, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It sounds amazing. I'm glad you shared that. Absolutely. Um, So this one, it's two short stanzas. And you know how poetry does. It's probably going to evolve into something else. But right now, the title is In Which a Daughter Does Not Yet Hate Her Country. Instead, we meet for brunch and midday snack. The traffic seems to part a blooded sea and salty with the sweat and mix of work. Ignore the wrenching tool of twisted hands and pray to her that soon she understands her country's weapon shaped from fell and shirk. She cannot see the bullet meant for me, just sitting in the muzzle, each in black. And that's where I chose to end that one so far. It might turn into something more. I don't know, but wow, it's not a complete thought yet. Absolutely incredible job on both of those. Thank you. Cannot even tell you those were fantastic. I appreciate your input. And uh, let me just say, I've had some offers to do some radio, um, and I I may still uh, do it one day. 
I can't do what you do. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a very pleasant disposition. You have something nice to say about everyone. I don't think people will call into my show because it's going to be the mean one. (laughs) You better bring it in. We'll be good cop and bad cop. (laughs) There you go. Okay, well, funny. I, I appreciate you listening and everyone listening. Thank you for being patient. Great oh, job by the way, tonight. This is yeah. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> waiting for one. that. Right. Okay. Tell Eric them how they can find you. Through the poetic um, Facebook, Instagram. I'm more active on Twitter now. True, T-R-U-E, The Poetic, all one word. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter are my main locations. And I'll be doing a few shows coming up. Um, the two most, uh, the two that are coming up, mid-November and one in February, are both in Riverside. Um, and if you come to my page, I'll be promoting them soon. Everyone have a Very great evening. You as well, honey. Thank you. And fantastic job tonight. All right. All right. We'll talk to you soon, honey. All right. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from do 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 area code eight one five eight one five. You're on the air. Good evening, Nala. It's Gina Storm. Hey, Gina. How are you, my love? Hi, sweetheart. I was happy to make it in queue tonight. I had a couple of shows to hit. Didn't know if I was going to make it to the speakeasy. Well, I am glad you are here. Are you by yourself tonight? Yeah, my intention was to bring King's Cadence. Hold on one second. Let me see if I can grab it. Okay, so I sent him a text to let him know that I was I was unmuted, and if he's available, to please give me a call and I'll add him. That works. But Why don't you share I, something yeah, with us, and we'll see if he gets called in. Absolutely. I wanted to do something that I never do. Um, you know, I'm a poet, so I write poetry, but I'm a spoken word freestylist. I wrote a piece about two hours ago, I think, maybe three now, and I posted it on my Facebook page, on my Gina Storm page, and I called it autumn because I love fall. I love when the leaves change. I love to wear sweaters and hoodies and sweatshirts. I love to drink cocoa and hot apple cider. I love campfires and bonfires. I love starry nights that are cool but not cold. I, I just love, I think that fall is the most amazing season of the four seasons. And for me physically, it is the least aggressive when it comes to my health issues because um, I am photosensitive, which means that I have a hard time on sunny days. So summer isn't my jam. And I have seasonal allergies, so spring isn't my jam. And I was born in December, but when I'm cold, my entire body aches. So winter is not my jam. 
but I love autumn. So I want to key style the piece that I wrote. And by key style, what I mean is I wrote this piece, and unfortunately I'm not able to cognitively read what I see. I'm going to read what I wrote and probably make revisions as I read the piece. And I titled this piece Autumn. There's a picture of a woman. She's um she's wearing what looks like a two-piece bathing suit, and her hair looks like fall leaves. And um, here it is. Autumn. I'm earthy, nerdy, and wordy. When I'm outside, I like to breathe deeply. On starry nights, I can see clearly. I'm not complicated. I'm simplistic, really. I'm down to earth. If you get to know me, you will agree. Everything about me lets you know that I'm in touch with my chi. I used to be, but not much anymore. I'm not actually touchy-feely, if you can understand that. It's not that hugs from strangers is a thing that I abhor. It just makes me feel kind of, I don't know, uncomfortable when people recognize me in public places and they refer to me as Gina Storm. See, I'm just Jeannie at home. My government name is Regina. So when you're approaching Gina Storm, you have to realize that that's just a hat that I wear, and I'm not wearing it all the time. But I'm learning. I love reading and exploring, but more than anything, I love traveling. I have a pillow that I take with me on trips and a bag that's packed year-round just in case something comes up immediately and I got to skip. I'm global, not local. I'm seasoned rather than middle-aged. I'm even-tempered. I finally evaluated my life, and I've elevated to the place where I'm beyond rage. And if I were a spice, I would definitely be savory, something like sage. I'm a winter-born tropical sister, and I'm complete with or without my minister. I love life every day. The fall speaks to me, and as a season... I'm awesome, Lisa. I'm Gina Storm. Thank you for indulging me. I keep out that piece. Wow. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Fantastic well, job, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Are we doing two pieces or no? You can do two. Of course. Well, I haven't heard from King's Cadence yet, and I told him to give me a call. And since he hasn't had a chance to call before we get to my second piece, I tell people this all the time. Individually, we each to force and together we're a movement. So when you get us both, you get Storm's Cadence. And individually, we're King's Cadence and Gina Storm. And his book, The Cadence of Love, dropped yesterday. So please feel free, ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for something new to read, pick up my fiance's new book. I did a show yesterday night dedicated to domestic violence awareness. I am an advocate. I have been for over a decade. I was both a victim. I am a survivor. And at one point in my first marriage, I was also an aggressor. I'm not proud of the fact that I didn't have my emotions in check. So being a perpetrator of domestic violence makes me very sad. But the reality of it is this. When you're in a relationship and physical abuse is part of it, 
you need to protect yourself and get away. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. I advocate 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I'm the voice of the silent. I dedicated a piece to men who are victims and survivors. I titled it, He Loves Me Not. A man is severely assaulted by his wife or girlfriend every 14.6 seconds in the United States. She loves me not. I woke this morning as usual, brewed coffee and showered too. I said a prayer and I asked God to bless you also. I allowed you to sleep in while you dreamed of my end. This is how my days have always begun since you became my wife, my spouse, the mother of my children. You were supposed to be the love of my life and my good thing. I gave you my ring and my last name. You became my wife. I made excuses for all the black eyes, the scratches, the bruises on my person, the verbal assault, the act of me feeling like a coward because I was covering up the abuse that I suffered at home. My wife was not my partner in life. She was actually my nemesis. I covered the abuse. There was no use. Love's a verb, and it should never hurt. I overlooked every time that she would flirt. Sometimes she called me a jerk, and then she'd go berserk. Added new hurt. I'm worthy of real love. And because I'm a real man, I would never hit her back. I see her now laughing in my face. She's basking in that fact. But today, I'm leaving because she loves me not. And this time, I won't be back. Gina Storm, and that's my piece. That was beautiful. The emotion, and yeah. I mean, it's bittersweet, strong, sad. I mean, there's just a whole gamut that it takes you through. Fantastic yeah. job, honey. I, um, I wrote that piece from the man's perspective because I know men who have been physically abused or mm-hmm. um, verbally abused psychologically abused, abused with sex or money by their life partners, and they didn't say anything because they didn't believe that they would be believed, but it's a reality. Thank you. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. All right, my love. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you. Sure. I can be found at Gina, Gina with an E, storm, like inclement weather. <laughs> My show on ONE Network every other Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is called The Perfect Weather with your host, Gina Storm, the champion. I can be found on Facebook at Gina Storm. I can be found on YouTube at Gina Storm. I can be found on Twitter at Regina Brooks and on Instagram at Regina Brooks, which is my government. And I can be found anywhere that poetry is because I'm the poet who loves poetry. Indeed, ma'am, you are. All right. Thank you. Fantastic job. And I'm really glad you were able to get in. Tell King when you talk to him that we missed him and we're thinking about him as always. Okay? Absolutely. I'll see you next week. All right, Gina. Thank you, sweetie. Yeah. Love you. Good night. Good night. Love that girl, too. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 513. 513, you're on the air. Peace and blessings, Mr. Romeo D. Nelson. 
Oh, my goodness. See, I knew that if I sat there and hounded you for a year that you would finally cave in and call. <laughs> Thank you, Nyla. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, sweetheart. It is so good to hear from you. It's great to hear your voice as well. Shout out to 12 year anniversary. Year. Thank or you. How many years is it now? It's all years. It will. No, yeah, 13? we're still 13 years. Yeah, 13 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The anniversary show is going to be on November 21st. That's when we're going to do the anniversary okay. show. Yeah. I'll make sure to attend. Oh, I would love it. Always when you're here. So what's been going on with you? What's been inspiring in your life? Fill us in on the details. What you bring? Uh, well, I've been, I've like retired from performing poetry, but I was booked for a show this weekend. And um, so I needed some practice. So I wanted to call in and um, hear some poetry. And Okay. Try to get back in that practice. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, the piece is titled Sweetest Fruit. I ask that you lend me your ear so I can touch your mind for your heart and can touch your soul for my thoughts. Yeah, my tropical tree. Lips look at strawberry, succulent, sweet. From the south of France, where they're known for the fine vines. I want to crush your great grape till you flow in my hand. You taste so divine. Heavenly honeydew. Sticky juice, so I'm stuck to you. Just where I want to be. Your beauty's more rare than a rainforest and danger black rose species. And pollinate you like a Polynesian bumblebee. I love this at your apple core, looking at you while you look at me. Perfect pineapples. Carefully crafted cantaloupe, juicy wet watermelon. Sour in comparison to thee. You, my favorite feast. My tongue tested every point of your slight spark in the starfruit passion. Pomegranate seed pods come out quicker than your coconut milk do. But your pull is more pure than the purplest plum plum. Addictive like Bohemian sugarcane rum. Of course I want some more. Why you think I'm here for? Gathering in your gorgeous gardening. Standing on delectable delicacies as my railroad growing and hardening. I nip for your peach tree. You drip like mango puree all over me. Priceless. Like a jewel papaya in a palace in Terry. Wee, wee, ooh, wee. Your kiwi make me speak different languages. You have the sweetest sour like the exotic Asian fruit duple I lines that I hold you to a high esteem. You're worth more than a hundred pounds. They tore the queen where we wore for a fresh mango steam. I want to squeeze your golden orange sunshine come quite clean. Then goppy juiciness flowing like a rose and apple. They say it tastes like rose, whatever your flows. 
like a stream. Then I dipped in your frozen white sabote ice cream. My mom to jump out by your pleasurable screens. So tasteful, classy, angelic. You must have fired like guys on heavily dream. That's my thoughts. That was fantastic. Whenever you read poetry, I always think about mangoes. <laughs> yeah, mangoes are sweet and juicy. <laughs> I can't help it. I just thought I'd share that with you so you would know. <laughs> Are you going to share a second, a second one with us, honey? I will. Okay. Um, this next piece is a piece that I um, actually never shared it before, but um piece I wrote for Sidani Mornay. Her birthday just passed recently. It's titled, um, A Song for an Angel. And I ask that you let me hear. Where do I begin? I would have never hung up if I knew the next morning would be the end. I ask you smile for me. Now that picture has become the last of our memory. Such a sweetheart you are. Tenderness never wavered apart. Even though you had a story to tell, tribulation trials, but by your faith, stay strong and prevail. Share more than dreams with me. Preview the goals and accomplishments, fears and securities. Not one secret will ever be revealed from my lips of thee. More than just cool poets and beyond friends. Our bond can be broken by enemies on this land. Mr. Singh had me listen to the late night session. Or sitting at the fancy taco bell with the fireplace while I doing college school lessons. You were a blessing. Helped to lead the choir blessing. Weak devotionals serve happily, fervent joy, so emotional. You sung with your soul, so incredible. You hated every nickname I gave you but one. Proudly represented Pensacola, Florida, like the sun. God kept calling it boring, and where's the fun? Not only for chicken fighting and Roy Jones, you would laugh and check me about joking about your town and home. All you wanted was the love, be love, show love, but love. You are love in its entirety, from cheeks to feet. I miss calling me, wake you up out of your sleep, and saying you wasn't. You had your hustles, hairstylist, and babysitting cousin. Kept the house full, but hardly was ever bugging, which is just an example of the energy and generosity you possess. That's why your birth in Ohio, I tried to make it the best. In the hospital for pneumonia, I kept in touch daily to the fluid and coughs out of your chest. No need to write the whole history, because you know the rest. Forever place in my heart before that place you the rest. Love you, Nick Nick. That's my thoughts. Wow. 
that was incredibly powerful. Thank you. Very emotional piece. That was amazing. Again, I am so glad you were able to call in, sweetheart, and we're able to be here tonight. Really miss you when you're not. I mean, all joking and, and fun aside, you know, you've been here. You've been part of this community for a long time. And I know that mm-hmm. life sometimes pulls us all away, and we all have to go do grown-up things, and we all do this and that. But, you know, this is kind of like home. The kids go out and they live their lives, but they always come back home at some point. So, you know, just know that when you're not here, you're with us, and when you're not here, we're with you, okay? Yes, Nyla, thank you for those words. I'll take that with me. You're very welcome, sweetheart. Just really appreciate you as a friend, a human being, a poet, and I'm real glad we need to be here. So do me a favor, love. You know the drill. Well, the name's Romeo Dinani. I'm located on Facebook and social media, but I'm not on there like I should be. But eventually I'll be back. So Romeo Dinati, D apostrophe N A T I. And um blessings to everyone. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here, honey. Appreciate you. Thank you, Nyla. You're welcome. Bye bye, honey. Bye-bye. Four one nine. You're you are not in the lineup. If you want to come on and read, please press one on your phone. If you're here just listening, I'm glad you're here. Um, five one three. You are not in the lineup, so five one three. If you want to come on the air, please press one. And I'm not sure if I got seven three. I'm gonna check seven three. Okay, so five one three. Two two six. You are not in the lineup. So, if you guys would like to come on the air, five one three two two six. Please press one. And uh, I'll know to go ahead and bring you on. Let's, I'm gonna gotta check with seven three two seven three two. Did I bring you on already? No. Hi. No, you haven't. <laughs> Hello. Can Welcome you, can to the you show. Okay? Am I on? You are on. Awesome. Yeah, I've been having phone technical difficulties all evening, so bear with me. Thank you for having me on. This is the Heavy Metal Poet coming to you live from the Jersey Shore. It is really good to hear from you, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know if anybody else has been calling in at all from my neck of the woods, but... Yes, calling in live from the Jersey Shore, right where it's the time of season where you have all four seasons in one friggin' day. <laughs> That's always fun, isn't it? No, no, it's not. Oh, oh, I forgot. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, no, anywho. Um, yeah, my apologies. Haven't called in a while. We've been just going through some stuff. Um between just having a stroke of bad luck over a few months and plus be up in Mike Lands on a Thursday. So it's just, you know, thank you for having me on. <laughs> you, you're welcome, and I love it when you're able to make it. I know you have a life. It's okay. Me? Have a life? Nah. Not at all. I try, but Jersey takes it away <laughs> from you. <laughs> 
And what did you bring for us tonight, baby? Probably something I've read before because, I don't know, I whatever, I don't know. I just like reading this one piece. Um, let's see, being that it's revised and now it's more in song format, I don't know, I'm going to read it. It's called In Memory. Um, I'll talk more about it and what's going on in a few. Let me just have my words do the talking here. Let's see, let's see. All right, it's called In Memory. It's about um, every living soul in the U.S. that has ever fought for our freedom, um, past, present, and future. All is quiet. All is calm. Into the night, till morning dawn, she stands waving proud, bound by unity, drawn by blood. Held together by honor, commitment, every vow, every tear, sweat, and breath. Her colors embrace our freedom upon sacrifices as we honor their death. Universal decline, all systems down, the last failed attempt. Crash and burn, no more flights tonight. Trailing me. Bombs bursting in air, exploding high on top. Landmines undermining life. Corpses lie there to rot. Battle scars continue to bleed. These wounds will never heal. Mentally losing the will to see, hear, smell, taste, or feel. No more use of the arms or the legs. Paralyzed, frozen still. Knowing full well that this is hell, as triggers are set to kill. Fear in mind, the best friend in hand, at which ready to defend. A country's rights to occupy your mind until you've reached wit's end. Sorrow and pain for the known unknown who bled for the cause. Keeping the memory alive to this day, remembering the errors of human flaw. What was done, what is left to suit you, knowing where we came from and knowing what's left of our future. Thank you for the fight, shielding us from harm. Come home, regain your sight, yet live with the eternal scar. For the POWs and the MIAs and the ones who lay in silence, you are kept in our heart, soul, and mind. As we live in the freedom you salvage. Universal decline. The wars that rage as far as the eye can see. Sealed with a kiss. Hand over heart. Salute. And memory. Thank you. Wow. That was incredibly awesome and dramatic. Great, great performance on that. You're welcome. I appreciate it. I've been I've been working on it. Yeah, it's um that's how it is. Um you should actually hear the the, the song format of that. Um <laughs> I bet I've been taking incredible. all my well, I've been taking all my pieces, um and turning it into more of a heavy metal poetry project. Um Yeah, other than having the open mic, I mean I don't even really read 
have my own open mic. I just leave the floor open to everybody else. I mean, everybody's a feature in my eyes. Um, but I have gotten a keyboard player and a bass player um, from a couple guys that are in their own band that come to my, you know, to the open mic. Um, I was like, dude, you want to be like, you know, my my keyboard player and like back up to like some shows that we you know I'll go perform. And he's like, all right, well, I'll set it to, to the electric guitar. So, you know, you, you know, weigh out some solos. Um, I'm like, that, that, that's pretty awesome. Um, then he's got his bass player involved. And he's like, hey, Dennis, you want to – oh, crap, I use my real name. Now everyone knows me. <sighs> no. Um, he's like, hey, dude, you want to <laughs> – you're right. He's like, you want to get behind your drums and, and read your poetry and, and drum at the same – I'm like, no, no, I don't. But I tried it. It worked out, and now we're selling tickets. We play like once a month at the Brighton Bar in Long Branch, and we're doing show. In fact, this Saturday we're playing a Halloween show. So, yeah, I mean, if if you guys want to go to the Crush Beneath Poetry page, I'm sorry for the cheesy plug, but um, yeah, try it out. Go to the page, and you'll see the videos of our past shows and the shenanigans that goes on at the open mic. I mean, you know. But um, that's what I've been up to. That's all, you know, just <laughs> dusting off my drum set and lugging it around with me. So. Well, fantastic job on that, sweetheart. I appreciate it. And that piece is actually the um, out of the set that we do on stage. That's the ending uh, piece that we do to close out our set. So we try to make it, like, you know, you know dramatic, you know, uh, work, you know, Reading words is one thing, but putting music behind it and doing it, completely different beast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I used to do open mics where they had a band that would accompany people. You know, you'd just start reading and the band would pick up your pace and just kind of uh, freestyle behind you when you're reading. It was a lot of fun. It was pretty awesome. Yes. I mean, it, it's, it's a good time. It's fun. And it's just, and it's gotten to the point where we practice as if we, you know, we're like a real band and we try to just add more to it. And they're perfectionists. You know, these guys are like, we got to play over and over. I'm like, I love this, man. Arranging songs and stuff. And it's just like, it's bring, bringing me back 30 years of what I used to do. So I'm just, Glad I got these guys behind me with support, and it's just it's all fun, you know. In fact, um, who's ever out there listening, if anybody uh, is part of the Crush Beneath crew or just listening in, if they're and, and if you're in the southwest region of New Jersey, just come on out to the public house, um, Route 38 in Lumberton. That's um, yeah, this Saturday be a Halloween gig. I'll be on stage at six thirty. I was told, so come on out. Have a awesome. good time. All right, if you want, I'll go ahead and throw that information, post the information on the event on my page. You're more than welcome to. Okay. Awesome. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I got enough material to have like ten bucks, but I don't. Um, you want to come see? That's all you can do is just see. I'm more of a live performer than anything. Um, other than that. Just uh, come by open mic every first Thursday of the month at the Point Pleasant Borough Library, Borough, not Beach. Some people do get that confused. Uh, Crush Beneath Poetry on the, you know, on the Facebook, and well, that's about it. You know, I do got YouTube videos of old past performances, so you can always YouTube like I don't know, heavy metal poet, 
you know, my name, Dennis Townsend. You can put Crush Me Poetry, you know. Just don't put all the nicknames my wife gives me because that's not going to work, you know. Like, fuck <laughs> face. You, know, you don't want to put that up. Uh, not. But anyway, yeah, I appreciate my time. Uh, good for a couple of laughs. I want to thank you, and hopefully I can start making it more weekly, you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, I appreciate you being here, hon, and we will talk to you next week if you can get here, okay? All right. Thank you for having me, and um, you have a good night. You too, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon, hon. All right. right, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So our next caller comes from area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Hi, Nala. Hey, sweetie. How are you doing, honey? Good. How about you? Can you hear me? I can hear you very well. Good. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a poem. Um, I don't know if I've ever read this one on here before, but I'm reading it because, um, well, you know, this is Time of Scorpio, and uh, I am a Scorpio. Uh, so this poem is entitled Moon and Scorpio. Poetry runs through me like the blood in my veins. It is part of my immune system, and it's part, and it's part of that which sustains me. Without it, my balance and harmony are in jeopardy. Poetry runs through me like the blood in my veins. It is the full moon of the Scorpio in me that lights the night in preparation of my sunrise, rising and sitting in me like the tides of life, letting the rise and fall of the waves of my element, water, eroding all that holds me back, that would hold me back. Obstacles would never succeed in blocking my way. Poetry flows through me like the blood in my veins. Look for me in the shadow of the eagle, illuminated by the moon and Scorpio, carrying my voice to the constellations, that they may hear me and take form in testimony of these spoken words. Mars is my microphone, Pluto is my stage. The universe is my audience. Poetry flows through me like the blood in my veins. Our words erupt with the intensity of a volcano, raining down like a falling comet from a sky turned opal by unquenchable curiosity for what is, what has been, and what will be, motivated by the wisdom of the serpent. Moon and Scorpio shine down on me and light my way that I might embrace the world with love, peace, and goodwill. I am poetry. My real name is Poet. And Paul. Absolutely fantastic, hon. Are you going to read two tonight? Uh, I, can read, I can read another one here real quick if you want me to. <clears throat> okay, this one's called Message from a Black Man. I'm a black man. Look deep into my eyes and you will see the reflection of my heritage. Like the now, it runs deep and seems endless like infinity. You will see that I have been Pharaoh, king, tribal chief, warrior. That I could be ferocious like the lion or passive like the lamb. You will see that I have built temples greater than the Parthenon, created civilizations that destroyed worlds. I was the strength of Shaka Zulu, 
the fear of Genghis Khan, and the determination of Gandhi. I have orchestrated rebellions and organized revolutions. I was a slave but never into submission. I would never allow my spirit to be broken. I have instilled in me the philosophies of Nat Turner, Marcus Garvey, Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King, and Malcolm X. Against all odds, I have survived all atrocities that have been inflicted upon me. I can be love. I can be hope. I can be peace. But when stricken, I strike back. I'm a black man. Look deep into my eyes, and you will see the reflection of my heritage. So be careful how you treat me. End poem. I love that. Be careful how you treat me. There's a, there, that's, I, that was awesome. Thank you. I think that should be made into a bumper sticker. <laughs> that so just that one line that needs to be made in. Be careful how you treat me. That should be made into a bumper sticker, T-shirts, coffee cups. Seriously. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it's it's powerful. It's polite. Uh-huh. It's to the point, and it's scary as hell. Okay. Yeah. It's that that was awesome. Uh, I'm going to make it. I'm, that needs to be a bumper sticker. Okay. <laughs> I might do that. <laughs> All right, my darling. Go ahead. Can you can you inbox me? I want to see. I told you I have a a, a CD, a poetry CD. Uh-huh. And I want to send you a copy of it. Can if you can oh, send me it. Then I can and put them on the. Yeah. And it has music to it. And I can I, upload them to the show and play them on the show? Sure. Yes. All right, sweetheart. I will most definitely do that. Okay. And I will send you, I will send you, send you one. Very cool. All right. Please do. Yes. All right. Go ahead and tell everyone again your Facebook page one more time. Okay. Uh, you can see, uh, reach me on Facebook uh, under Melvin Douglas Johnson. And I'm on YouTube under Melvin Mar 3. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. You're amazing. And I will shoot that over to you, and then we will talk to you next week. Okay. I will try to make it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, love. Bye-bye. All right. All right, so we have area code 513. Your hand is not up. Um, If you wanted to come on and read to us tonight, would you please press 1 for me so I know it's okay to unmute you? 513, if you want to read, press 1 on your phone. I'm going to go ahead and bring Mama on real quick. 513, press 1. If you're just hanging out listening, appreciate you being here. Mama, are you back with us? I never left you. (laughs) <laughs> well, are you back live talking now? Uh, yeah, you brought me back finally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you had a lot of poets. I was enjoying the, uh, the new poetry and some of the older poets that came back to give us a reunion. Wonderful. Wonderful. I guess you forgot about me, but I, I, I didn't. I didn't forget um, about I, you. <laughs> so, 
you know, I don't like to be forgotten about. I mean, you know, I'm not a, a, an attention, you know, I'm not an attention whore, but uh, I don't like to be forgotten. I don't like to be a brain fart either. <laughs> Never could I ever use that word to describe you. <laughs> oh, wow. It was glorious. It was a lot of fun. So, um you wanted me to read something. Do I have something pulled up for you already? I pulled up a bunch of stuff while I was waiting. And I was going through trying to organize my book at the same time, too, which is something like you gave me an idea to do. And then um, I don't ever have time to do it. So now that's what I was doing while I was waiting. It's going through my stuff. Uh, what is this? So, do I have something pulled up for you? Yeah, let me see. I got something for you. Now, this one is a poem. I got to go down because I'm already putting it, I'm lining it up to go in my book. And I got to go all the way to the bottom. I thought I had it pulled it up, but I didn't know if you were going to get enough for us to keep you going for the rest of the night. So I just kind of kept working. But I heard the wise word, it's coming, it's coming. How many poems is in this book? You know, another thing is hard to do. What's that? Edit. Edit. I keep editing and editing. I didn't edit myself out of... This, um, I'm going to do the testing the waters split, something different. And it goes like this. Dreams scattered, dreams mattered, mattered much, mattered deeply, deeply touched, deeply shattered, shattered lives, shattered spirits. Spirits mending, spirits lending, lending healing, lending feelings, feeling hopeful, feeling faithful, feeling words, faithful deeds, deeds done, deeds undone again by grace, undone damage, undone scars, scars marked, scars wounds, wounds heal, wounds flesh, flesh weak. Flesh sights, sight sees, sight faith, faith speaks, faith marches, marches slower, marches pace, pace slower, pace timing, timing time, we will shine, testing the waters. And that's on Palm? You said there, Mama? Yeah, that was um yeah, that was the blitz. I was reading that while I was trying to scroll down to, to find the one that I had saved for you to um to do. Well of course. I don't know what happened to it, so I'm gonna is this it? Okay, here it is. It's called and you've heard it before. And God gives up on us. That's the one I wanted to do. Okay. 
The name of this piece is called "If God If God Gives Up on Us." What might He do? Send us back into the black hole. Take the power back from the sun. Reverse the magnetic magnitude of the moon. There'll be no separation of day from night. There'd be no more chances to get life right if God gives up on us. It would serve us deserving no intercession for your transgressions. Just send us back into oblivion. Erase us like we had never even come. Dauntless disobedience and foul acts mocking his earthly domain, diverging from God's plan, ignoring truth, man abusing man. What if God would wait one million years before he launched another plan? And like the dinosaurs, we just be another species from ancient times and lands. What if God gave up on us? And sent us back into the dust. And only the memories left would we be writing in ancient books. We'd be but writings in ancient books. Ancient books no one could decipher. And the green grass grew all around, all around. And the green grass grew all around. And we're nowhere to be found. So listen, this is poetic glycerin. You need a poetic enema soft gel. I can tell by that crap you're spitting. But I'm about to shove this poem up your derriere. You need a cleansing, cleaning of the intestines. So ask me no more questions. Meditate and digest it. And the green grass grew all around in peace. Shove this palm up your derriere. You need a cleansing. Do you, do you know how hard it was not to just bust up laughing when you said that was awesome? That is like the the the. the that is the best ever. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Uh, you waited till I got silly. <laughs> I was not even how the poem goes. I got all confused with it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Step up to the uh, Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> I love you. I'm not even sure what to say. <laughs> I'm never going to get that line out of my head. That's one of those lines that I will remember for the rest of my life. And that means it's a great line. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I got some more stuff. I didn't got, I didn't got tired now. You know, I had a bout with my blood pressure this, this week. I was at the doctor giving him a hard time. Telling them, you know, I always go and tell them what to give me, what to do, what to study, <laughs> what they don't know. They just look at me like, what don't poke this, prod that, damn it. <laughs> 
okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm still here. I love you always for including me and always, you know, keeping me around. That keeps me alive, actually. It really does. So, I'll see you oh, I don't know week. what we would do without you, so it's, it's a win-win here. <laughs> My baby Good girl. job, Mama. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Love you, Mama. We'll talk to you next week, sweetheart. Thanks. All right, then. Okay. So I've got 513. You're, you are not. You are not in the lineup. So 513, press 1 if you want to come on the air. I think we did. 419. 419, have you read yet? Yes. Okay, awesome. Thank you, baby. All right, so it looks like we are at the end of the show, you guys. I want to thank everyone for being here. It's been a fantastic night, both uh, all of our readers. It's just incredible. You guys just did a great job. Made this so much fun. Remember that we are having a special episode next week for Halloween. And anniversary shows on the 21st if you missed all of the poetry prompts and such that we had at the beginning of the show just jump on and listen to the first 15 minutes of the episode and you will be able to hear those we're going to close the show with a track by jeff stumpo called love after marriage and we will see you guys next week good night everybody if i ever go blind My wife will build in the backyard a life-size model of a rhinoceros, detailed down to the pebbled skin and a mechanical swishing tail. She will produce a giraffe, complete with ladder and safety harness. She will include in our private zoo rabbits, Gila monsters, a pool full of rubber sharks and goldfish, all the dangerous and silent animals of the world I could never otherwise enjoy, and one live billy goat, just to f*** with me. If I ever lose my hearing, she will purchase 300 chinchillas, lay me down in a small dark room and play club music and Shostakovich as they scamper over my body. She will pour icy water over my head and back during the bassoons and the nutcracker suite. She will slap my stupid face if I ask for the murder city devils and as for Gardel's tango, por una cabeza or buena by morphine. For some things, there are no words. If I ever lose my sense of direction, It will be absolutely no different than now, and she'll still be the one holding the map on road trips. (laughs) This is love after marriage. If she sends me to the store and has only written cereal on the grocery list, I know which one is her favorite, and that she will invariably have wanted something different by the time I get home. (laughs) This is what it is to be psychic after marriage. Sometimes she tells me I am so damn hot. And that means sleeping on the couch, because really, I'm so damn hot. This is the revocation of metaphor after marriage. So keep your roses red, your violets blue, keep your angels singing, your stars shining, keep your poetry. You don't marry someone for their poetry. You marry them for showing you all the white space that remains, for being okay with never filling it all. Somewhere in the beauty of Christ.